Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a Halloween edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. We decided to record on Halloween this week. With me today, I have Dylan, Ariat, and Nick. Say hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. Michael is unfortunately under the weather this week, so we are going to be sending him all the positivity and healing vibes he can get. So he will hopefully be back with us next week. And we actually do have a couple of very interesting news items to dig into before we get started on our story discussion. So first things first, and rather appropriate since it is Halloween, Blake Barris, Mike Manning, and Vincent Irizarry are confirmed back as Mardevil plans to raise the dead for Halloween. How do we feel about these returns? And do do we wish anybody else had been resurrected? I said it on Twitter. So, zombies? That's what we're doing? <laughs> well, that's what we were supposed to do last year. Like, Ron had a whole Days of the Walking Dead script written and ready to go, but they couldn't film it because of COVID. And he posted it on this timeline last year. Yep. I actually... I see how I feel about it. I just have to watch it play out. <laughs> like, I, listen, I watched Passions. I've been here before. It's fine. Excited, <laughs> like this is the norm phase basically. But um I kinda I get what they why they went with um uh what is the name? Damus um as the one coming back to haunt Nicole basically. But I kinda think it would make more sense if Paul Mendez was brought back because he had a long-term impact, like he, he had a longer impact on her life and Jan's life. But I completely understand why they went with Deimos because she ended up killing him. And maybe that would have been too much considering they bring back Nick to haunt Gabby and Charlie to haunt um, Allie. Yeah, that would have been a lot. Yeah. That would have been been one rapist too many, I think. Yeah. But like, I'm still like very excited to see the Halloween week. Me too. And I and I'm hoping that this will lead to some excellent emotional fallout on the other side of the possession because Marlena will have been responsible for the tormenting of her granddaughter by her rapist. A lot to unpack there. Yeah. So I'm re- I, like, and they never really delved into the fact that Marlena herself was a survivor during the original telling of Allie's rape story. Yeah. So this would kind of be an excellent way to rectify that and really show like really give us some depth and like like acknowledging her history and then like acknowledging the trauma of everything that Marlena has been through like this would be this could lead to some amazing fallout and I hope that it does it should because that's going to make her violently ill if they fully lean into it yeah that she brought back her granddaughter's rapist to torture her after being a rape survivor herself. Like it just, I felt sick to my stomach when I was typing out the theory on Twitter. I can only imagine how Marlena will feel when she realizes everything that she's done. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what they decide to get into post possession. Because there's already there's already a lot, particularly like we all have the theory that maybe the devil kind of had a hand in what happened to Abe. Like mm-hmm. that would be 
something that Marlena would feel really, really guilty about. Like we also, <laughs> we've been speculating that the devil has a, a hand in the secret of Lonnie's paternity coming out. Just gonna that would be something else she'd feel guilty about. So there's like, there's little things here and there that they can really dig into if they choose to. It's just going to be interesting to see where they decide to go. Yeah, Because it, during the first possession, they literally took all of Marlena's guilt and channeled it into taking care of Stefano, which was a choice that I do not agree with. And I'm hoping that this time around, we'll actually get to delve into a little bit more of how she feels personally about it in a way that we didn't the first time, because so much of what she's doing this time has a more personal feel to it that I really want them to examine how Marlena feels when this is all said and done. Yeah, same, because as much as we like enjoy all the fun aspects of the possession, like, you know, with the teleportation and wanting to drown Julie in the holy water, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) Um, it's the human aspect of the story that really anchors it. And that's the thing that I don't want to get lost. And so I hope that they kind of lean into those themes and those emotions a little bit more. Yeah. And I think they will, because they already kind of have with, and we'll talk about it more when we get there with how the John and Marlena stuff played out this week. They're definitely leaning into the emotion there. I just want them to do it across the board. Yeah. And does anybody else have anything else to say on this particular topic before we move on to the next one? I think we covered it. All right. And so a little bit of another return that we have coming is uh, Greg Rickhart was spotted on set during the celebration of James Reynolds' 40th anniversary. So Leo returns this March. That's my problematic day. (laughs) (laughs) Are we happy? Yes. I'm so happy. I'm hoping this means Wilson returns as well. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for that announcement because this is. I'm waiting for that weird. announcement because it's got to be coming. Because I was just scrolling Instagram, and the actor who plays Sonny, Zach, at what's his what's his name, Zach Tinker, Tinker, um, <laughs> was just spotted at Dan's Halloween party this year. Who plays EJ? And I don't know how those two would know each other unless they've been unless they've been he's been together. Either unless they've been working together or unless he's been back since Beyond Salem because Dan wasn't part of Beyond Salem. Yeah. So I'm thinking we may be getting Will and Sonny soon and with the official acknowledgement of what happened or at least some of what happened on Beyond Salem officially in dialogue mentioned this week it could be happening soon because now they've caught up where Beyond Salem now exists in their universe now. And so they can they can bring Sonny back because we have seen him. Yeah, I think it might like happen sometime. Like, I don't know when, but since we're not as clued in behind the scenes due to COVID and the restrictions and all that. Um, so it, they might just like something pop up and or an announcement pops up on the timeline. And it's like next month they're on screen. Yeah, I'm gonna say probably before kind the of, end of the year we might see them. Kind I of what happened for Christmas Juan when um, Eric returned. That was like uh, I don't know a 
a few weeks before yeah. he returned. That promo dropped at the end of May and we saw him in July. Yeah, that was like two months before he returned. Yeah. So yeah, who knows? We'll see. Maybe I think they're coming back as well. Because who would who would Leo interact with outside of them? Maybe it, it, Xander. Xander and maybe John, because he did think that John was his father for a hot minute, but that's about it. Yeah. If there's Leo, there's Wilson. That's that's what I'm sticking yeah, with. Yeah, I'm, assuming I'm agreeing. Coming. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where how how we get there. I cannot wait to have Leo back on our screens because Greg Ricard is just a breath of fresh air in Same. the role, and I'm just so excited. But that is it for our new segments. Now we can hop into the story discussion. First up, we have Abe flatlines as Eli, Lonnie, Paulina, and Julie await word on his condition. Abe gets a ghostly visit from Lexi and thinks about his life and ultimately chooses to live. How did we like the tribute to James? And what, if anything, would you have done better? Um, I liked it. I'm happy they did it. Um, I wanted more flashbacks. I did want that. Um, I wish Theo was around sooner. Like when he was in the midst of flatlining, I would have preferred he arrived then. Um, I liked... Kayla needs her license revoked. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) What was that? I'm sorry. It distracted me. Eli's like, please, don't let him die. Oh my God, poor Eli, though. (laughs) Like... Could you imagine if he had to go to Lonnie and Paulina and tell them Abe is gone? Like I almost thought that's where that was going because the look <sighs> on his face. Oh, yeah. When he came out, I'm like, maybe they're gonna like do a fake out. He thinks is the he thinks he's dead, and then Kayla was like, "No, we got him back. It's fine." That would have been very dramatic. <laughs> but they, she barely did. She was this close to announcing, like pronouncing him dead. <laughs> Yeah, and well, Eli I had mean, to tell her not to. <laughs> well, in, in her defense, they, they had been working on him for a minute. Yeah. That and the, the nurse was like, it's been a while. <laughs> he had conversations he had to have, damn it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll say, I, go ahead, Arya. I like the tribute episode. Like you guys said, um, I wanted more flashbacks, but I thought. I thought they did a very good job with the stand-in as Lexi, or I don't know what I would say because we didn't get. No, they literally they literally have have her listed in the credits as like a Lex, like I think Lexi stand-in or Lexi stunt double or something like that. So I think it worked yeah, by well. having having her in there. I and I think she, even if we didn't get to see her face, we heard her voice and like we saw her body language. I think she embodied Lexi. And it worked with the flashbacks. I wanted more. Yeah. Abe-centric flashbacks. That's um, what yeah. I wanted. That's what yeah. I was thinking. I wanted them to do like a like like a vigil style with like people at the hospital sharing their memories of him. And then it would cut to like a flashback. Yeah. Here's here's how I would have done it. First of all, I would have given him the entire episode. I would have moved as great as great as John versus the devil was, which we'll get to later. I would have moved it to a completely different episode. I would have given Abe the entire episode. I would have had Abe having an outer body experience, watching his family, worrying about him. And then you have his brother, Theo, not Theo, his son, his brother, Theo, come back. 
and kind of walking him through his life, the first part of his life, into the garden. And then we see Lexi. And then we get the Lexi flashbacks into him deciding to live. Yeah, that would have worked too. Like, yeah. I would have preferred that, but I generally like what we got. Um, oh, I did too. What we got was amazing. And I liked the way that they focused on the Lexi part of it because it also set up what how he's going to react to Paulina because he said I was so hard on her you know when when the baby switch happened that he you know this begs the question will he have to you know when he finds out what Paulina did will he make a choice to be better this time than he was with Lexi the thing is here with Paulina it's just like it's deeper than just Paulina so no I know but no, but will he have like, will he be angry at um, Tamara and Olivia? But yeah, it, it was a, kind of an anvil. I saw that the same way. Like, it kind of he got might me a... be angry, but I think he'll be more understanding because Paulina gave up Lonnie to protect her. It was it was more of a selfless act than anything. Yeah, yeah, and I, I feel like I, I I just don't want this experience with Lexi and what happened to make him not choose to be angry. Like I still want him, his initial reaction when the truth comes out to be angry, even if he doesn't stay in that anger for very long, I need him angry. I think initially he's going to be angry uh, at Paulina for lying and Tamara and all everyone involved who has lied. But if we're right about what what happens to Lonnie, I think he might start to focus, like, to try to help her not spiral out of control. Yeah. That's kind of where I can see it going. But I do want him to, like, I don't think he should be fine with it. I think it should take, like, it's slowly built to him, like, understanding why this happened and why, like, but I just... I just need that emotion at first. And I think we're going to get it. This is something really huge. And that impacts all of them. Not just Lonnie and Abe, but Theo. And yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be messy. Yeah. And I have to give a shout out um, both to James Reynolds, because he acted beautifully in this episode, but to South Stowers as well, oh, because Everybody wanted her to have this big, over-the-top, hysterical reaction, which I'm going to talk about that particular point of view later. But um, I think it was actually a better choice to have her hold it together and be almost completely shut down and distant from the entire situation because that shows the pain more so in a way than the -the over-the-top histrionics. Yeah, I think for me, it showed that should she ever be faced with losing Abe, it will break Lonnie. Mm -hmm. Like she, I said this to Ariette, Ariette, um, but when Lonnie came to Salem, she was kind of, she was looking for, she was still trying to find out who she was as a person. She was a new cop. She She was just looking for the other half of herself. And to find out that all of that is a lie, I think Lonnie's world is going to be turned upside down in a way that 
I don't think anyone else's has because she isn't going to know who she is. I think a lot of who she is right now is wrapped up in the family that she found in the Carvers. Yeah. So she's not going to know, even though she has, she built her own family there. She's not going to know who she is, even, even with Eli and the twins, she's not going to, I don't think she, I think she's going to feel out of place. Her foundation is Abe and Theo, and that foundation is going to be taken away from her. She's going to question everything. I thought that. um, The thing is, even Abe, sorry, even Abe, Theo, and Tamara, because Tamara was the only mother she knew. So, like, it it would help if Tamara was present on the show. But all of, like, it's just, it's not just part of it. Like, with Eli, he figured out who his father was but at least he still had his mom Mm. Lonnie just has Paulina and some abusive jerk that we haven't met yet and she's got her own issues with Paulina which are going to be put into even sharper context she's got a new sister that she doesn't really know very well but is already kind of walking on eggshells around her a little bit which we'll talk about later but this is this is going to be this is huge. Oh my this is going to be huge. Like this is going to emotionally upend her entire foundation. And I'm really excited to see Sal get to really I, I, bite her teeth into something this deep and this amazing. Like it, it could and should be Emmy award worthy work for her. Yeah. What I was going to say before, um, what I noticed with Lonnie or, and what I think is going to happen is like she kind of when she, when they started talking about losing like when she started talking about lo- the thought of losing Abe both with Paulina and I kind of saw it with um, Theo like it seemed like the thought was too much to handle it was unbearable so which is why she shut it down completely exactly yes and that's kind of where I see Lonnie going after its truth comes out it's going to be too much to handle and she completely completely shuts like all of her emotions off and like becomes distant and it's that might that should and might create conflict between her and Eli and I'm just that's the sense I got from her watching Monday and what was it Wednesday's episode or Thursday's episode Monday and Thursday. Yeah. She became like. Because she didn't even want to go home. Yeah. She yeah. was by age. Like, like um, she, she could not go home to Eli and the twins because she could like, she had to make sure that Abe was okay. She had to make sure that she wasn't going to lose him. And you, you could kind of see the foundation starting to crack a little bit. Yeah. And then, but. Yeah, when when that actually does happen and she finds out the truth, oh god, it's gonna be so beautifully ugly. Yeah. It's See, that's why I long. think when the truth comes out, she's going to be clingier with Eli and the twins. Because that's the only thing that she's going to have that she can be sure of. That's true. True. I think I agree with that. But I think the state of mind she may be in, I think it could cause trouble in their home because of how raw her emotions may be. And I kind of pointed this out to Nick before, that um, while 
it's not to this extent. I think Eli could relate somehow and possibly understand where that raw emotion comes from. But it's yeah, he un- yeah, great. he understands it to a lesser degree. Yeah. But hers hers is gonna run deeper because she's losing both parents, not just one. Oh my god. Y'all, I'm not gonna be okay the next month. And not just her parents, like her her big mama, like everybody. Yeah, she's gonna question has lied to her. Like if she has like other family members, like distant cousins, that all knew about this, she's going to question everything. And then she's like, she's gonna wonder about her real father, like her biological father. Um, like there's so much. So many questions for Lonnie, and I'm honestly intrigued to see where this leads for her and as well. Me too. Entire family, but like, yeah, it's gonna be really soapy. I think. I hope so. And uh, does anybody else have anything else to say on this particular topic before we move into the next part of this? I was gonna say something about the tribute episode, but. I think we've covered everything. Okay. Well, when Abe wakes up, he is reunited with Theo and chooses to move forward with their wedding plans. What did we think of Theo's return? I was excited. I was like seeing Theo. I loved it. I'm so happy he's back. And Um, I kind of love that he's a little bit unsure on this whole wedding thing, but he's following his dad's lead on this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I... I like seeing them have their moment alone as well. Um, when he brought up Lexi and he said, this isn't about replacing your mother. I hope you know that that got me. There's so always like, oh. Their scenes were so sweet. I love their um, dynamic. I love the dynamic between the three of them. Yeah. yeah. It's so nice to see Lonnie and Theo be siblings. Like yeah. It's, it's it's what, weird because we don't see it often, but it's re- it they fit so well together. They do. Yeah. What did, what did you guys speaking of like their sibling dynamic? What did you guys think about the um, the connection Lonnie made to like Theo's shooting? Like what happened to Theo and Abe? Well, did Lonnie did Lonnie make that connection or did Theo? Lon Lonnie started to point that out, and Theo like he responded back to her and said like well what happened to me i don't remember the exact quote but they yeah made and then he's picture. and then she's like look at you you're okay so dad's gonna be too i yeah. loved it because it it also kind of shows how she's handling those situations differently because she did break when yeah, theo got did. shot like we saw we saw the tears we saw everything yeah she was falling apart when theo got shot and this time she's being she's stronger now and and she's being the strength but you did kind of see her break a little bit when in that moment when Theo came off the elevator and they hugged when she hugged him like in that one tiny little moment she kind of broke for a second and I was like oh my god because I I saw that as like she was trying to tell herself like Abe is going to be okay like she was um like I'm seeing that she's She's already starting to fall apart before the truth even comes out. Yeah. I also feel like it's a good contrast because when 
Thea was shot, she had the luxury of being able to fall apart because Abe was there to pick up the pieces and be the strong one. Abe was the one in trouble this time and she had to be the strong one because let's be honest, Paulina was a mess. (laughs) A big mess. She was not, that was just not going to be a part that she could play in that moment because she she was she was doing she the had, hooper and, and uh, like all these right. people who wanted to see someone do the hooping and hollering and whining and crying and like oh my lord oh my lord like if that's what you wanted you were getting that from Paulina and if we had gotten it from both Paulina and Lonnie been, I think it, it would have been, been too, way too much. much yeah and like Lonnie Lonnie literally had to just take control of the situation she had to be the one to call Theo she had to be the one to leave Brandon a message. He needs to answer the damn phone. Um, I do <laughs> want, I want them to incorporate the walkers more. Yeah, I missed Nicole. They, I they had Nicole talk so about bad. it. We're going to get Nicole and Abe tomorrow on Monday. <gasps> Thank God. They had Nicole talking about it. She should have been there. So I'm happy they got, thank you for telling me that because it would have pissed me off. But <laughs> get, inco- no, we're incorporate the walkers. Recast Brandon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like and Abe needs to learn how to duck. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, yeah, they need they need the Walker Carver side of this to be on screen and stronger on screen because they're they're a family as well. Like Nicole, we're gonna talk about them more when we get there. But Nicole said like Abe is the closest to a father figure she's ever had. I think having Brandon all would be a good thing because they're mentioning Brandon. Why not bring him back as a recast? Like we're, we're fine with recasts. Maybe they will. Fingers crossed. I hope they because will. honestly, I hope that the fact that Abe has a nearly died and then B lost Lonnie will bring Brandon home because Brandon will be kind of there to help him pick up the pieces because that's a child that Abe still has. Yeah. I guess we can move on to the Wait, next thing. Or- Before we do that, um, you were, I think some, I don't know who said this, but you were right about Paulina blurting out, oh, you should be my mason of honor to cover for what she was about to tell Lonnie. Yeah, we, we, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to actually bring that up later on in the, in the outline, but that was me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I have that more towards the bottom because I tied it in with the Johnny Alley Chanel stuff. I was going to ask about the Paulina Maggie stuff, but. Oh, I forgot about that. Those yes. scenes were really nice. Those, were Those really scenes were really funny. nice and also hilarious because it was a tweet about Suzanne looking like <laughs> yes. Bonnie Raitt. That <laughs> got Paulina on the show in the first place. <laughs> I loved it. I'm going to say this. This is a friendship I didn't know I needed, but I want it. I, I love them in scenes together. It was so I unexpected. love the way they're using they're using Maggie since Suzanne's been back. We're actually remembering Maggie Horton and not just focusing on Maggie Kyriakis and it's working. This is the Maggie I want. I yeah, I would love to see this friendship. I, I just want to see Paulina going to the mansion and 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 having some scenes with Victor. Yes, <laughs> I want to see Listen, I would pay money for that. Oh my god. But also there's before we switch to before we switch topics, I also want to bring up the Paulina and Julie scene. Yeah, those that were was nice so too. Sweet. 
that was so sweet when Paulina was like, well, I have a lawyer. So if you want to see Doug, I'll get you in to see your husband. I was like, oh, <laughs> keep like, Julie this way. Please yeah. keep Julie and Maggie this way. They work this way. Yeah, they really do. It's just it's it's so nice just to actually have our family matriarchs acting like the family matriarchs they're supposed to be and not caricature caricatures of something else yeah but Rafe questions Jake on what happened to Abe and Jake tells them tells him all about Philip and Carmine and Gabby is sitting in on this conversation God only knows why and make sure that Rafe knows that Ava was in on this too yeah that was wild too. <laughs> that, like, that gabby was allowed to stand there but like i'm trying to tell myself okay it's a soap you roll with it it's- listen no there, there's some there's some logic flaws that you just have to go really like and this the only is one thing of them i could come up with was that it was rafe and he was he, honestly he, was, he didn't he i don't think he had the- for his little sister yeah. Also, I don't think he had the energy to fight Gabby because he wanted to just get to the bottom of what the fuck happened to Abe. So if this was if this was going to get him answers quickly, he wasn't going to waste time arguing with his sister when he knows it's pointless anyway. I, Gabby was annoying me in this scene. But, <sighs> yeah, but yeah. I, I did like the fact that she made sure that he knew that Ava was involved in this. Yeah, yeah. like that. Rafe is definitely getting his excuse to break things up. And that's exactly what he uses, particularly when he finds Carmine dead on his kitchen floor next week. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't pay attention to these spoilers at all. (laughs) You really don't. (laughs) Damn. I don't like that though. I kind of wish. I don't. I don't like that he's going to get an excuse to break up with her. No. Yeah. He's been the. Yeah. I don't like that. This, this, I don't no. like it either. It, it's given me trip Sierra all over again and fuck that noise. I kind of wish it was the Duke the Bear that was on the floor. I, I almost know. thought it was going to be based on something Galen said on Zoom, but <sighs> no, it's Carmine. Oh, I, yeah. And, and also, like, I don't like I, it, this whole banging the drum of Jake is innocent. He's not innocent. He's not innocent in this, and he's not innocent in the stuff that went down in Philly. Because let us remind ourselves that he was committing a whole crime with Carmine when this whole big ball of stuff got rolling. Yep, he was was an accessory to murder. There's no point anywhere in this. There's no dot you can connect in which, oh, Jake is innocent is one of them. Like, he's He's, he's stupid. He's guilty Maybe, of, I guess that's no matter stupid. what point in the story you go to, he's guilty of something. He's the reason Carmine is even in town because his exactly. dumbass called Carmine to Salem. So if Carmine was not in Salem, Abe never would have gotten shot. And this traces all the way back to Gabby and Jake deciding to take over Titan in the first place. If they had just sat there and ate their damn food and left well enough alone, everything would be fine. Oh, like he could have called Carmine and just left his gun at home and we would still right? be fine. Like, like, he brings Carmine to Salem. He brings a gun. He brandishes a weapon. He gets it taken from him. Like there's no point in any of this where it's brings a home. weapon that he has no intention, intention of actually of using. firing. And it's loaded. Is, 
Yeah, like if, it, if you weren't going to use it, why is it loaded? Like, but, it's just, <laughs> he's stupid. There's so, he's so there's dumb. So, there's so much stupid here. Like, I but literally there's can't. No, there, there's no point in which you can be like, oh, well, yeah, not his fault. No, <laughs> all his fault. I'm like, I'm kind of annoyed because I want him to be worth Gabby potentially losing her company, but he isn't. No, he's, he's not. not. <laughs> like, you can't be this dumb, sir. I mean, it is Salem. The men in Salem share one communal brain. So it is possible <laughs> for him to be this dumb. So let, let, let's not say you can't be because it's, it is Salem and he is a man. So yes, it's quite possible. His DNA should negate this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chad has entered the chat. <laughs> exactly. But and... Chad's mother was also Madeline. Steph, Jake and Stefan's mother is Vivian. <laughs> Listen, it's okay. Quinn has entered the chat. Stefan away his daddy. <laughs> those but two let, people together, those their brains should be great. Like, okay, but let's be real. Vivian and Stefano have both done ridiculously stupid things for love that defy logic. And here Jake is doing the same damn shit. So I'm you could, in a way, you can argue he comes by it honestly. Because look at all the shit that Vivian did for her supposed love of Victor that made no goddamn sense. And look at what Stefano did to try to obtain Marlena. They were Logic. At- we <laughs> think they were going into that though. I'd, I'd kind of like that, to that make could them be a, a little more obsessive and a little, a little darker and a little more. Just he needs some seasoning. I. Like he comes off, somebody said this on Twitter. It's been a thing for a while. He comes off like a sitcom dad. Like <laughs> shit just shit just happens yeah. to him. Like it, yeah. it's, it's he's not was it actively. Alan who said that? He was yeah, Alan calls him a sitcom dad. But like things just happen to Jake by chance. Like he's not proactive as a character, if that makes and sense. He, and he never has been because his and I said it last week, I'll say it again this week, his his great idea to try to rescue Gwen and get the book back was <laughs> to wait for Gwen to call him. <laughs> <laughs> like that was his, that was his big idea. Wait for the phone to ring. Yeah. Like Stefan was a whole wig sniffing weirdo, but at least he <laughs> I am I'm not lying but at least he was like actively making moves yeah Jake is just at best reacting to things Stefan Stefan was the CEO of Demare Enterprises and stole an entire fucking house before he even came to town (laughs) like he was making moves before he even hit town it is very clear that Stefan got all of the brain cells in that womb like I honestly had thought we were we were getting a, a sharper. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself for even this. <laughs> like I thought we were finally gonna start seeing Jake playing chess, you know, making some chess moves when he had the brains to put that keylogger on Gabby's laptop. Yeah, that was smart. Yeah. But yeah, no, because he's not. No, we, we just keep seeing him get jumped in checkers. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's literally like they keep doubling down on how awful of a character Jake is and it just proves that he's not worth it. And I almost feel bad for Brandon because Brandon That's is so much better than this. We know that he can do more. We know yeah. that he can do more. I Johnny Zakara is proof of that. 
I just want them to to let him. Like I don't let him be great. Stop trying to force him into this mundane shit. Yeah, it's, but, it's not working. It's just somebody who is actually thinking ahead and kind of making all the right moves is Ava. Ava tells Philip what happened to Abe and Carmine comes looking to them for help. Ava is less than thrilled at the way things have gone, but agrees to help him and makes it known that while she might not be in the life anymore, she is absolutely still his boss and it can end him at any given moment. This uh, is where Ava works. I this love is- her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is 100% where Ava works. Boss bitch Ava mm-hmm. is where Ava needs to stay. Put her back in the mob. Fuck it. <laughs> just, uh, just give her like, a gun. Against my better judgment, because Baze doesn't do mob stories well, I'm actually enjoying this side. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't you. need them to go like full mob, but her being like we, mob, like like Victor was, like being mob adjacent, like being mob without being mob. Right. We do not need the Sopranos in Salem. Right. No. She can be connected and yes. still that could have been the angst for her relationship with Rafe, the fact that she's not completely out. Which but. in a way it is, because the fact that Carmine ends up dead on his kitchen floor is gonna raise more than a couple of questions, but they just have completely missed out on all the angst leading up to this. Yeah. That it just isn't gonna play the same. I do kind but, of find it weird that they're like entertaining Carmine. Because, like, between Philip and Ava, like, sir, in the corner, be quiet. They don't. I, I That's think why he ends point, up dead next week. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, they just want him to be quiet because Carmine can and likely would sing like a canary about the part they played in this. Yep. So yeah, at this point, though, like, all they did was. They supplied the information on Jake that led to all, like, they they still, I mean, granted, their hands aren't as dirty, but their hands are still dirty. So I think it's more of a containment issue than actually, like, being scared of him. Like, they want to make sure that because Philip can always be like, um, I was looking, I couldn't prove that the keylogger came from Gabby, so I was looking for just cause to fire them. And there is a logical, reasonable cover for him in all of this. Ava can be like, Philip came to me. I recognize Carmine's name. I called my cousin. I got him the information. We did not know if it was true or not. He took it to Gabby and told them whatever. Like, there's no... Also, too, I think they wanted to... This is, like, super thin, on yeah, I also paper. I also think they wanted to get him out so that they so that maybe because like at this point, if Jake is in jail for shooting Abe, their entire plan goes up in smoke, which they were bitching about before Carmine showed up, which I found hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were so irritated. <laughs> so I think it also may be about trying to make sure that their plan like can get back on track, which you would think that exposing Carmine would help them do that like they would actually have to clear Jake in order to be able to still be able to leverage the information but at this point the information is now pointless because the cops know it because Jake's saying like a canary yep. 
So either either way, there is there is they have no blackmail leverage anymore because Jake has now said everything, including what happened in Philly. Yeah, it's just it's it's just at this point, it's weird to me that they would be entertaining old boy as opposed to coming up with a plan that has them as clean as gets them out as clean as possible. And yeah. I just need I just need Carmine off of my screen immediately. His appearance offends me on every level. Well, you'll get it. You know, because I, I, I mean, like, if I'm Ava, I'm calling my peeps and being like, "Yo, old boys he, over he here." He needs to go. Wow, and <laughs> out. But you would think she would be smart enough to like. How does he end up dead on Frape's floor? This That's is what I'm question. saying. Like, we we should not get to this point. This, I mean, wait a minute, y'all. Actually, I just realized this is going to be like the third or fourth body dropping at random in like six months. Well, I, I count two. And have we cared Dr. about any of them? Like Callista, Dr. Snyder, Carmine. Oh, these random murders are just ridiculous. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, if somebody's going to die, make it mean something. And it feels like Game of the- Thrones, just a very very cheap <laughs> version of it like it's terrible like i'm excited least, for him to go because i want to see what's going to happen but jesus at least of the three of them I, I hate to say this but i think i granted carmine's hasn't happened yet so we'll see if this statement holds true but i think Callista, as bad as that stuff was and it was terrible there is more emotional fallout to that and what's happened since everything with Callista than any of the other random murders that we've seen yeah because that as terrible as the lead up to that was and those flashbacks were fucking horrendous (laughs) (laughs) but at least we got some emotional depth from bonnie and justin a little bit which has been sorely lacking in their entire story i would have absolutely done 700 other things to get the very same result before ever doing (laughs) that (laughs) But at least it was somewhat worth it, maybe. Stop these buddy bucks. <laughs> you know, at this point, when you're driving into Salem, you're going to see the sign that says, Welcome to Salem. Bitches be dying. That's all. Yeah, That's honestly. All <laughs> like, literally, we, we, we might be entering into Riverdale territory at this point. Head on a swivel. People just be dying. <laughs> just <laughs> random shit. <laughs> honestly, it's got to the point where if they introduce some random character and they start doing shady stuff, I already yeah. know. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you're not long for this. You're not long for this world, buddy. I don't know how. <laughs> you, you ain't gonna stick around long. Yeah, because the minute we got the dead body spoiler, we didn't know who it was when we got it. But I, I said it was Carmine because it was the only thing that made any sense. Yeah, like, I had a feeling it would be him. It's random, like just, yeah. <laughs> like they if you're casting someone off. to die, is yeah, weird. they killed them off before we have like any reason to get invested or care, care about. Them. Honestly, do they kill him though. Do you think it's Ava? At this point, I don't see who it, I, I don't know who else it could be. I hope to God could, it's not Gabby. Like I don't uh, think Gabby's, I think Gabby's going to be a little a little uh, busy trying to Jake. unbury Jake alive. Oh wait, because I, I thought that I'm, was a dream. No, I'm pretty sure that Nick ends up burying Jake alive. At least that's what it looks like in the promo to me, and 
that's going to be happening while Rafe finds the body. Jesus. So Gabby's going to be a little bit busy. It's like a fucking acid trip. I swear to God. <laughs> so that leaves Ava and Philip. Unless there's a third party trying to set up Ava. It's probably going to be some random Philly goon that we don't know anything about. Could Angela? They never let it be anybody important. Could it be Angelo? Like, what if Angelo thought that Ava might be trying to make a play for his territory and he rather enjoys being the head of the family? So he tries to stop her before she can get too far by setting her up for murder by leaving the the body on her kitchen floor? Dropping a body in the police commissioner's house is the way to go to do that. Right? (laughs) Especially when she lives there. Yep. So, because Angelo. Chess moves. And Rafe loses job because of this. <laughs> no. Give us, give us Sean Douglas or Eli as police commissioner. Eli, but Eli had the job, doesn't want it. So give us Sean Douglas. Yeah. And Sean Douglas doesn't want it either. Sean Douglas turned it down. And hey! I not want it again. They might want it now. Y'all got bills. What? Eli, you have twins. Exactly. <laughs> And Lonnie ripped out the check, so. Why don't these people like money? What is <laughs> These are not my people. Um... <laughs> oh, God. I'm just saying. All right. We... You're not wrong. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, like, why not? Eli was a good commissioner. Like, what? I, if I remember correctly, he said he didn't like the pushing paper part of it. He liked being in the action. Sir, again. You have you twins. Have <laughs> Sit your ass down. Honestly. What about having a woman as a police commissioner? We like, had it with you? Hope. It did, we, I, I would love to see it for Lonnie because we had we had a female police commissioner and Hope and it really wasn't that well, exciting. At so this hopefully point, Lonnie becoming police commissioner at this time could be a mess. I would like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So she's not going to be she's not going to be in her right mind for a while after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but like female female police commissioners in Salem have not had a good track record, but Hope was terrible and then there was Eve. Okay. I mean I you, honestly I want them to put someone in that slot that can go up head to head with Melinda cuz she runs circles around Rafe every time they have to interact. But I don't take much. It really doesn't. I liked it when Reigns was commissioner. But he Reigns was, was dirty. Yeah, but, but he was, was fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, guess, <laughs> I guess we have a I guess we have a different definition of fun because I couldn't stand him. I love to hate him. He was quite enjoyed enjoying. But I enjoyed fast forwarding like through him. What you were supposed to be in that position. He's not supposed to be their friend. Yeah, yeah, that's he was what I like. He was he was so their boss. Strict. He wasn't their friend. They could they could re- they could bring someone else on like that. Um, Andrew that Donovan paging Andrew Donovan. I, mean, I would I not guess. like that. I wouldn't hate. But it. would would he would Rafe lose the position because of this? Like, I would um, hope so, but I doubt. I mean, it. it's it's not his fault that a dead body winds up in his house. Yeah, but it, he's the one having. An ex mob boss in his house. Yeah, but and an ex mob heavy. 
But again, that's technically not illegal. Like if he was hiding and Jake like just got out of lockup for shooting the mayor. <laughs> like it's not look, it's not looking good. <laughs> yeah. It's not looking good, sir. Hashtag, I mean, that, that he looks like he's involved in some dirty shit. Yeah. <laughs> it just it the optics are it right there. Like so. even if he's not guilty of anything, someone would fire him just because it looks bad right now. But you yeah. do realize that the person in power currently, the one who would fire him is Abe, and Abe wouldn't do that. Yeah. Although I don't know who the second in command is with Abe currently recovering from a gunshot wound, but Abe would not fire him, and Abe is the only one who has the power to do that. Yeah. I'm looking good at incoming notes app apology. <laughs> 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 My judgment was not the best. I apologize for disappointing the good people of Salem. Like, <laughs> I'm just, it's, it's not looking good, sir. It's not. Uh, well, speaking of something else that absolutely did not look good this week, good Lord, Lucas, in a moment of total hypocrisy, confronts Brady on what he thinks happened at the Salem Inn. Brady basically tells him to get out, but leaves Chloe a voicemail warning her that Philip saw them. I love Lucas. I love Lucas dearly. He's one of my favorite characters. But Lord, in the morning, you are a giant hypocrite. And this is not your lesson to teach. When you were regularly fucking a married woman, you have no room to talk on what you think may have happened just because you saw Brady carrying her bags into the Salem Inn. He is his mama's child. He really is. <laughs> I like, do like that he has Philip back. Yes. Yeah, I do like I, that. Yeah. yeah, it's I, one of those things where it's completely human because you get where he's coming from. Like, that's his brother. He's trying to look out for him. He, he, he just had to go on this whole, you know, walk around Salem to get him out of the dump. So he's, he's trying to look out for his little brother yeah because i get it but yeah (laughs) you this you (laughs) okay and after what he did to chloe like he really like i was glad brady called him on it and basically told him to get the fuck out because like no like great motivation you know i get it i you i know that ain't who i think it is (laughs) <laughs> literally <laughs> you know but we could say that for a lot of yeah. i mean hell we could well, no yeah. technically philip never slept with a married woman philip bell bell wasn't married to sean yet they were just engaged what? when that cheating happened chloe yeah, like, wasn't married when she cheated on daniel was she no. no they were just engaged he and he was married but i don't think she was no but yeah, that moment was like, I was like, Lucas, dude, what are you doing? Why? Why is this you? And I, I like that, that Brady was like, well, if Philip has a problem with it, Philip can be the one to talk to me. I have nothing to say to you. I think, Phil, uh, sorry, I think Lucas did look like a hypocrite. There were some points that I think he was right about. I don't remember what, but I remember agreeing with him on something. But overall, that was not Lucas's place, especially because no. 
the one thing I do like that he said to Brady was like, you, as long as Kristen is out there and free, you are a walking, um, what did he say? Walking, walking target for Chloe or walking death trap or something like just the way he, that line landed, especially with, we'll talk about the Kristen stuff in a minute, but having Lucas say that right before he ends up seeing Kristen was kind of a kind of very interesting to me. And I kind of love that little setup there. Unintentional. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I really did enjoy it. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, that's why she ended up tied up in the trunk of a car. So yeah. Yeah. It was not a lie. No, no, it wasn't. And Lucas went to Brady defending Philip and Chloe's relationship. Meanwhile, Philip shows up at Chloe's hotel room and she's a little unnerved to find him there. He lies about how he found her and they have a nice dinner, but Philip's paranoia is bubbling just under the surface. They start kissing, but Chloe pumps the brakes and calls it a night. She listens to Brady's voicemail and knows Philip lied. I, I don't know where they're going with this, but I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it either. Philip's paranoia is going to be what ends up ruining what is actually a good thing because the, the, the dinner scenes with the fried chicken were actually really they were, cute. They were they cute. Were cute. I was Phillip, waiting for him to bring up what he saw or what he thought he saw and he didn't. He, which, which again was progress for him. But no. the whole, in a way, that, which he it? then ruined, which he then <laughs> ruined by lying. Yeah, because like, I think if he would have just been honest and not crazy upset, but just honest about what's going on with them and what he thinks, I think it would have come off better than him not saying anything at all. Because he literally, when she opened the door, he was legit looking for Brady. Yeah, and which which unnerved me. It's and the, it's the tree again. Like, okay, instead of asking her, you know, hey, yo, yeah, what was up with this? You, you two at, at our tree. What, what was that about? He, it, it's the thing is, it's like Philip is not wrong to be insecure and suspicious because she keeps doing things that validate him being insecure and suspicious. It's the way in which he handles it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's is, the problem. That's the problem. Because it's like if he had, if he had every right to ask her, you know, straight up, not confront her, not accuse her, but just be like, "Hey, I, I saw, I saw you with Brady. I saw, I, you know, I saw you coming into the Salem Inn with Brady, and I'm just, you know, trying to figure out." where you know where are we standing right now what's going on with that do i have and he had the perfect opportunity to do so exactly when she asked him how he found found her her. yeah and instead he lied which she then listened to brady's voicemail so now she knows that he lied which will then which then ruins any good progress they made because it was all now she's going to be questioning was any of that real it's unnecessary at this point. And I was very uncomfortable in the first part of their scene. Yeah, it was. I don't, I did not know how to read it. And it just, I, 
Mm-mm. I didn't like the vibe. The vibe I didn't like it either. The vibe was not vibing. No. She was she was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. Like they were literally sharing screens uh, the screen for like 20 seconds. I was like, oh no, I already don't like this. It got better once they agreed to have dinner. And like the actual dinner scene was cute. But up until he mentioned her assistant, the whole vibe was just this is very predatory and stalkery. And I don't yeah, and then the vibe got weird again when she was like, I'm, you know, can we pump the brakes? I'm tired. And then he shot, he shot a look over to the phone as if to think, as if to think she didn't get any sleep because she was basically yeah, screwing like, Brady the night the before. Vibe. Again, the vibe wasn't vibing. So it's like, I don't know where they're going with this, but I don't like it. I don't like well, based on the sweeps preview, they are making Philip's paranoia be the thing that's going to eventually end Philip and Chloe. And I can see it coming. And I don't like it. It is making me very uncomfortable. And I want Chloe to get the hell out of this relationship before things go to a place where they can't come back from. I don't know what to say anymore. Because that's such a cop-out. And it's sad when um, a hardcore Chloe fan just doesn't give a fuck anymore and just picks, like, the crumbs and... Like, if this is what, it, what you're going to give me, I'm not going to give you anything back. And that's where I stand. The scene where they ate food was cute. That's all I got. It's really disappointing. Seeing how Philip is written in the story, I enjoy him elsewhere, but not with Chloe. And I look forward to their eventual breakup. I need it to be revealed that the devil is fucking with him because while Philip's insecurities Sean doesn't care I, that much about Philip, it's obvious. So he's gonna I, have this on Philip. Everyone can see, not everyone obviously, but most people can see through it. I don't think Ron gives a fuck about Philip. I'm just calling a thing a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping against hope that we might get some kind of demonic explanation for why he's on 11 24-7 when it comes to Chloe. Because while his insecurities and jealousy has always been there, it's never been quite this bad. It wouldn't... See, I don't think you need, like, a demonic thing. Like, the, the, the answer is Brady. If it were anybody else, he wouldn't be reacting quite like this like yeah he'd still be insecure yeah he'd still be jealous yeah he'd still you know turn up a little bit but it it wouldn't be like this he's like this specifically because it's Brady if it were anybody else his reaction would be a lot more toned down the same way if Chloe were with anybody else Brady's line stepping wouldn't be as blatant and it wouldn't be as disrespectful but because it's philip he is being a disrespectful habitual line stepper those two in competition with each other bring out the absolute worst in one another it just that's their dynamic yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's true. I just, I I want 
a demonic way out because I just, this is just so not how I wanted Philip to be written, that I want there to be a reason that he's being written this way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It just, the whole, like the, the entire, like way that this has unfolded, even going back to the start of it, it's the execution has not been good. Like the concept of running back, you know, Brady, Philip, and Chloe, it's a great idea. And in theory, it should really, really work well. You've got three characters with a lot of history. You've got three characters with very distinct dynamics going every which way. You've got two very vocal, very passionate, very dedicated and loyal fan bases for both ships. There's a lot of like, okay, this could be really, really good that went into the, you know, the concept of this, but the execution was flawed from the very beginning. And it's interesting to see people kind of coming to a point where they have to acknowledge that, yeah, this has not, this is what it is and it's what it's always been. Because for a really long time, people really just didn't want to take what was playing out on screen at face value. And so it's like, as a Philip fan and like as someone who ships both, I'm disappointed in the way that it's turned out, but I'm not surprised. Because like, if you were just following the narrative that we were being given on the screen, this is not a surprise. Like, this was always what it was going to be. And it's sad because it could have been so much better. It yeah, should it, have been so much better. It really should have been. It really, really should have been. Like, I would, this is what I would have done. If we're, you know, going to play fantasy writer for a second, I would have completely removed Sarah and Xander from Philip's orbit. I would have kickstarted Philip and Chloe a little bit sooner. Had Philip and Chloe in an reestablishing their relationship before she finds out about the Ava of it all. And then have them together when, when, she goes to Brady for help and then, but have their foundation be a little bit stronger so that when she starts getting pulled to Brady because she wants to help him because she feels guilty and those feelings get reignited again, she's honestly genuinely torn, but they didn't do enough. They didn't do a good enough job building the, the Philip Chloe foundation before they segued into Brady and Chloe that the triangle aspect never really felt like it was there. Yeah, they always, it seems like they played more into her running away from her feelings and running away from her hurt than her running towards Philip and towards the future with him. 
Right. Because at least the first time they did the triangle, she was legitimately torn Yeah, because she had feelings for Philip, but Philip hurt her terribly. And then she had these newly developing feelings for Brady that she didn't know what to do with. And it just, it was a compelling dynamic. And this time the dynamic has just been completely different and it, it sucks. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. Cause I remember when we started this, I was like, okay, I ship both. So either which way I'm going to be happy and spoiler alert, I'm not happy. <laughs> so like, yeah, this is not, this is just not it. This is not on. I, I am looking, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking forward to the end. Like let's yeah. get all of these characters past this and on to the next thing because it's not enjoyable. It's just for me, it's just not this isn't fun. No. I wanted fun. Nick, do you have anything to say on this before we segue into the next thing? Um not really. I would have pref- I do know I would have preferred that they softened Philip in his insecurities. Like he he doesn't have to be angry and like he comes off obsessive it's weird yeah it's like I, I'm pretty sure maybe people probably didn't want to see it, but if he was going to be this insecure about it, I would prefer he'd be a bit softer probably a bit more pathetic about it instead of angry all the damn time because it almost feels borderline abusive yeah like yeah, you, right it comes off that way. Like it has the potential to go down that route. Right and now, he's just taking his don't... anger out on Brady. And heaven forbid, one day Brady's not there and Chloe's the object of his anger, then what? I really don't want them to go down that road specifically because of the supposed rumors. Uh, yeah. Like, it's, I, like, it's, I just it's really know. given bad lifetime movie. And I just. Yeah. It's 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 not it's not fun to watch anymore like it, it was never really fun to watch like i do like brady and chloe i like their chemistry but i don't i'm not enjoying this story overall yeah it's just it's a mess and hopefully they can fix it the way i think that they have finally fixed Kristen. thank god Kristen returns and greets EJ with a slap in the face he is understandably confused when Kristen accuses him of betraying her Steve came this close to finding her and she thinks EJ gave her up. He realizes it was Nicole. She wants EJ to hide her till the heat dies down. He agrees, but only if she stays put. She doesn't and makes a beeline for Rachel. She tries to take off with Rachel, but Steve shows up to arrest her. Brady is shocked and pissed that Kristen would do this to their child and let Steve take and lets Steve take her despite Kristen's pleading. Welcome back the real and true Kristen Demera who left her tear ducts in Europe. Yeah, I, I love I love that Kristen is finally all about her daughter as she yes. should have been. And I really, really enjoyed the scenes between Kristen and Egypt. Dan and Stacy work really <laughs> well, well together. Yeah, it, that I am looking forward to seeing more of that. She treated him I, like her dumbass little brother. Yeah, <laughs> I, cannot wait to, I cannot wait to see the dynamic flip knowing that we have Susan coming into town next week oh god <laughs> um i cannot wait to see the dynamic flip with stacy as susan and ej i want to see susan and johnny <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. oh god but yeah the 
EJ Christmas seems really funny. Like, because he was like, you came all the way here to slap me? <laughs> right? And I love that she just, I love that basically the Damaris used the tunnel entrance as the front door. True. Because Johnny did it, and now Kristen's doing it. It's hilarious. At this point, why, the time they're mostly fugitives. Everybody knows was always a fugitive. It's like everybody knows is down there. Everybody's coming in and out the tunnel. It's it's not a secret. Like EJ said it, about the secret room. Well, it's not so secret anymore. Like. <laughs> Just seal it off at this point, homie. No, nothing good is coming up out those tunnels. No, it's not. I just, I, but the whole like Kristen EJ dynamic, and I love like how EJ figured out that it was Nicole, and she's like, "You idiot!" Somebody <laughs> said that she sounded a lot like Stefano when she said it, and she did. Like this is the Kristen that I want, and I loved the scenes with Kristen and Rachel too. And I don't know if this was an intentional beat or not, but. Kristen and Rachel had the same, like, very similar hairstyles. Like, their hair was kind of wavy in the same way. And I thought that was a really neat touch. I, I love that we got to see, like, so many sides of Kristen in such a short time. Yeah. Like, we got to see her. <laughs> we got to see her as the annoyed big sister. We got to see her as, you know the dangerous manipulator we got to see her as the loving mom we like we got so many different sides of this character in such a short amount of time and it was all very much who she is and and shout out to Stacy for making that work because she had to navigate that and she did very well yeah I'm, like, I'm happy she's just over Brady like yeah it's all about Rachel now like the flip in the scenes, like specifically when it was Steve, Kristen, and Brady, the flip in how she was talking to Steve and then turning around and trying to manipulate Brady, like that's my girl. Like that's my Kristen. Cause, yeah. Because <laughs> like with Steve, it was like, I will see you burn in the fires of hell for this. <laughs> and then with Brady, it was like, are you really gonna let Victor come between me and my daughter again after he stole? Like she was pulling on his heartstrings. And it didn't like, work. Yeah. Like and that Brady, it was all fire and vengeance and revenge. And with Brady, it was all soft and I'm a mom and this is our daughter and our family. It was just, it was really good. And that was the thing. And I think had she not tried to use Rachel, I think Brady might have reacted a little bit differently because I I loved Brady's reaction here because for me, it showed growth to Brady as a character that Kristen doesn't affect him the way that she used to because he can, because they have Rachel, he cannot keep forgiving her for all the crazy things that she does because at the end of the day, he has to explain to her daughter why mommy isn't here anymore. And why mommy keeps making these self-destructive choices that separates her from Rachel. Yeah, I, I, I feel like if she had not been trying to take off with their daughter, she might have had a shot at softening him up. Yeah. But, like she just showed him that she, he can't trust her. 
Exactly. And then, of course, her reaction to Chloe, because she called, what did she call Chloe, that whore? No. And that was, because, and I think Brady finally sees that Kristen is not the woman he tried to make her into all of these years. That the woman... Finally. (laughs) Like, I honestly think, and this may get some people pissed off, I really don't care. I honestly think that this was the final nail in the Briston coffin. Right. (laughs) Yes, exactly. The relationship that never should have been a thing for a lot of very obvious reasons has now mercifully come to an end, and I could not be happier. Because the Brady who is with Kristen is not a Brady I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't like the way that like, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again I feel like with with them having Kristen focus so much on Brady to the point where she was willing to take the chance of being separated from her daughter that was like the point at which I was like okay y'all have gone this is the Titanic it struck the iceberg and it's going down <laughs> because the thing about Kristen one of the most consistent things about her character has been her focus on motherhood and on children and from the point where she first hit town like when she was a good girl Kristen was all about the kids okay literally like she I think within two or three months of her showing up on screen she mentioned wanting to be a mom and like the like and the fact that she was willing to take birth control pills, which went against her religion because she could not have a child with Tony when Tony well, turned out to be Andre, but the point he was Tony when he was completely losing his mind, like that was such a big moment for her because children were so important to her, but she was willing to not have a child because she couldn't stand the person she was potentially having a child with. So like you said, children have always been her through line and they kind of forgot that for a while. Yeah. So I'm just I'm I'm glad to see her getting back to who she is, and like I I cannot wait to see Kristen Demira be Kristen Demira. Like I'm I'm here for it. I'm Me too. Excited. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything to say on this? No, I think you guys have covered most of it. I I don't know if you talked about this, but I really loved her scenes with um Rachel. <laughs> yeah, we we did. Uh, uh, yeah, we did kind of touch on it a little bit, but little Rachel is so cute. She really like, is. This is why we have a Rachel who can talk. I, so, like, gentle, sweet with her baby. Just, like, I actually thought that Kristen was going to kidnap her, and she tried. But this is <laughs> this is why we have a Rachel who can talk, because the, it, I don't think the scenes would have landed if she was just talking to a sack of sugar. Yeah. Victor's a bastard. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean I water him, is wet. Well, God, he's, he's a terrible person. <laughs> and water so, is wet. And I hate Kristen, but I felt so bad for her in those moments. And honestly, and I, I said it then and I'll say it now, she never should have ran. She should have stood a trial for stabbing Victor because I guarantee you there is not a jury in the world who would have convicted her for it. Yeah, she probably would have gotten off. Because I'm, I'm sorry, 
the fact that all she did was stab him after everything he did, like, right? He got off easy. Okay, let's run that sentence back. All she did was stab him, and we're like, yeah, that's all. <laughs> like it, it makes sense. Like we get it. Like <laughs> give her probation and let her go. Shit. Yeah, I was like honestly, <laughs> I mean. But like like we've been saying, the things we say as a soap fan, literally. (laughs) She stabbed an old man, but we're like, hey, (laughs) he stole her child. He did deserve it. That's a sad He's so awful. (laughs) But I but I love when he's awful. It's it's quite entertaining. And I just love how Steve was like. I'm just here for the check. Like, <laughs> like Steve, Steve didn't care. Like, like, this has nothing to do with me. Honestly, I was hired for a, not I was my hired service, for a not job. My <laughs> I'm just doing my job. Steve is in the back thinking to himself, it's none of my business. <laughs> like, yeah. The... But this... And now that we have advocated for elder abuse, what are we <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're going to hell but you know what i've yeah. accepted that fact and it's just it's a thing but moving Some of these on old motherfuckers need to be stabbed they are <laughs> <laughs> okay apparently we're not moving on go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> be happy michael's not here because we have to hear about aunt stella God, okay. I don't even know how to transition into this next thing, so we're just gonna jump in and just say fuck it. Nicole and Chloe catch up in the square, and then she meets EJ. EJ confronts her on what she did, and she owns it unapologetically. EJ is shockingly understanding, and Nicole helps him remove his wedding ring, and they share one hot kiss. Okay, so before we get to the Nicole-EJ stuff, I want to say I loved the Chloe-Nicole stuff. I did too. I love that we got to see Nicole react to Abe. Yeah. And actually be visibly upset about it. Yes. Which was which was a nice touch. Um, I could have done without the race pining conversation. Like I guess we need that for where we're getting to where we're, mm, where we're I'm blaming that on the devil. <laughs> no, I'm 100% <laughs> blaming that on the devil because like I'm sorry. Seeing with seeing Deimos will completely fuck her brain up that she ends up fucking race. And that's literally that's how I'm explaining that, and nobody is telling me any different until after it airs. That is the devil's fault. That is some wow. demon shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the, the direction they're taking Nicole in. I I do enjoy her with EJ, but uh, I'm sorry. The unapolog the way she said, "Yeah, I did it, and I would do it again," because yeah, was- of everything that Kristen did to her. I was cheering. First of all, Dan and Ari played those scenes brilliantly. Like it was just, it was so good. And I love the fact that EJ understood. Yeah. And yeah. didn't kick her out. I mean, like he did. What could he really say? Like, right? <laughs> I mean, because he he tried to downplay it, and she's like, "No, we're gonna talk about it." Yeah. She kidnapped me. She only has this child because she conceived it while wearing my face. <laughs> <laughs> I have forgot about that particular detail. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that is how Rachel exists. It's, yeah, yeah Kristen's done a lot, and then she said she um told everybody that Rachel that um Holly died, right? 
Yeah. Yep. It was yeah. Kristen because, said a lot to Nicole because she used Nicole's grief over Holly to explain why she was all over Brady. Yeah. She needed a. She needed to get Holly out of Salem and into Nicole's arms because Nicole only agreed to let Kristen play her if she had Holly, and then she need then she was able to use the grief as an excuse because nobody would buy that Nicole under any circumstances would be all over Brady, especially given everything Brady had done right before Nicole left. Right. Yeah. It was a yeah. It, oh, yeah. it was a mess. And and she based and. Nicole was basically like, look, it is always going to be fuck Kristen in this house for me. <laughs> and you're just going to have to accept that. And EJ was like, well, all right. Point. I, I can't really <laughs> argue anything that you just said. But I also want you to understand that she is my sister. And while I hate everything she's done, I'm going to support her. And she understood that. But that could have gone a very different way. Like EJ could have called, EJ could have pulled a Sonny Corinthos, called her a whore and kicked her out of his house. You and he didn't. Throwing the bar away. <laughs> yep. And he didn't. And instead, we end up getting a nice scene where Nicole helps him take off his wedding ring, which apparently he's been wearing this entire time because he couldn't get it off. It's been yeah, stuck. Okay, EJ. Which I don't know if that's a bullshit lie he told her or if that's the writer's way of shading EJ and Sammy and being like, we were stuck with this couple for years and now we are going to know freedom. <laughs> I think he was just trying to save face because because like she called him right on the carpet. If you're she so did. over her, why are you still wearing your ring? And yeah. I and I heard you saying that on every podcast since they started interacting again. Because you, you've been saying you've been yeah. saying it for weeks, Dylan. Yeah, like it's because I mean, anyone who's ever like been around anyone in the middle of a divorce knows like once they take off their wedding ring, like it it takes a minute for people for a lot of people to get to that point, and it's it's a big thing because it's basically you admitting okay this is over there's no going back it's it's done I have to move forward now and so him being so mad at Sammy still and so reluctant to take that step and let it go like it says a lot and like her calling him out like straight up like, okay, so why are you still wearing your ring? And he's like, oh, it's stuck. Sir, there's no hand lotion. There's no <laughs> no baby oil. There's no, come on now. Let's, EJ. I will say, like, it annoys me how good their dynamic were, yeah. was in these scenes. Knowing where we're going next week, which is why I'm 100% blaming the devil. Because I just, How? How? Do you go from what aired this week to the bullshit that was in that promo? I just, how, why, what kind of glue were you sniffing and can you please never sniff it again? It's so weird because it's like, I'm enjoying these two so much, but I'm like keeping myself from getting too excited because I can't I'm like okay the rape of it all is still it is 
that is where we're going for at least a little while. Like, we know, yeah, <laughs> we know that's where we're going to be for at least a little while. So I'm and, just- <laughs> okay. and knowing that Dan and Tamara have scenes coming up soon, like really soon. I'm wondering if EJ or Ava are going to find out what Rafe and Nicole did and then team up to destroy them. That would be fun. That would be fun. Because I, I know EJ and Nicole have not um, had the We Are Exclusive conversation yet, but I don't think EJ is going to take too kindly to being cheated on again by another man that he can't stand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think if she tells him, he'll be cool. But they're not going to say anything. And then, yeah, and then that's going to be the problem. And Ron's, and Ron said in the sweeps preview that that secret's going to be bubbling just under the surface, which tells me that somebody's going to find out about it. And I, I think it's going to be either EJ or Ava. And one's going to find out about it, go to the other, and we are going to have a nuclear team up. Which, if that happens, I'll be okay with it. And I will allow the Rafe and Nicole sex to have, have happened <laughs> if it leads <laughs> to that. Because if it leads, yeah, I'll, yeah. Otherwise, no. It's so weird. Like, I, I don't, I don't hate the idea of Rafe and Nicole. I just haven't liked the, the execution of it and yeah. it's again 10 years too late yeah like i like in principle i don't i don't mind it i don't mind it in principle and i can kind of i can kind of see where it might work i just y'all have done a lot <laughs> y'all have done a lot to get us to this point that was unnecessary it's the, yes it's the execution it's just weird So like at this point, anything that spices this up or makes it bearable? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh Lord, no, no more bears. No, none of that. None of that. I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we do have more of that coming. I just don't know when, how, or why, but it yeah. Just why? I don't understand. I, I, like I have never seen the Days fandom on Twitter so united against something the way they are united against Rafe and Nicole for so many different reasons like it like literally every fandom hates this like if you look at all the different at all the different ships within the Days fandom there is not a single person that I have come across that actually wants this everybody is not only saying no they are saying absolutely the fuck not i will say this about duke bear they missed a perfect opportunity with this halloween devil running amok episode to have duke turn into grizzly teddy from puppet master and really just do some things like we we could have told you (laughs) but nobody wanted that a few months ago well no because it wouldn't have made sense then (laughs) yeah we weren't 100 sure the devil possession was happening then but like now 
Yeah, I could I could actually get down for some Duke the Bears Grizzly Teddy carnage. Like if you're gonna make me see this bear, he needs to do something entertaining. Because otherwise incinerate him along with him, <laughs> Nicole and Rafe. Because at this point, I'm just done. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. All right. Do you have anything to say before we switch topics? Fuck Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why we're forced to have to see this pairing. They don't make any look of sense. Nicole sounded dumb talking about like, why? No, that's how I feel. I hate this. (sighs) Yeah. I want them to be written their age, all of them. Yeah, EJ is not my preferred pairing for Nicole, but Ejol's kind of works. So that's the pairing they should like build on. But instead, we're getting a Rafe and Nicole hookup and Nicole having feelings for him and vice versa. Why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Fuck Nicole. That's all. (laughs) No, ma'am. <laughs> and we're just going to move right along because really there is nothing else that could be said to follow that up. So we're just going to completely shift gears here. Jack overhears Victor on the phone with Trask, realizes he cuts a deal and wants the deal to cover Gwen. Victor basically tells him to kick rocks. Gwen and Xander, <laughs> meanwhile, you, get to <laughs> Gwen and Xander, meanwhile, get to spend some time together, and Xander tells her of Victor's plan. Uh, Jack and Victor will interacting in any sort of civil manner will always be weird to me, considering Victor had a huge part in Abby's aplastic anemia. So that kind of threw me for a second. I've always wanted there to be more uh, like animosity there than there has been. But the scenes weren't bad. No, they were interesting because they were unexpected. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was happy to see Victor in public. Yeah, that was nice. And listen, I will say this. Jack gave it his best shot. He, he really <laughs> he really did. He 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 tried his best. And he with did. someone else, it, it might have worked. It might have worked. <laughs> Victorson, lead him hoes with a yeah. <laughs> but here, now we know we know that Xander makes a sacrifice for Gwen. Do we think that Xander refuses to go and sends Gwen in his place? Uh, no. no I, I think they're all getting out. I think... Because Steve went to trust with the um, information with, with Kristen. He did. Because I, I, know, I know Bonnie and Justin get out because they get married next week with Maggie officiating the ceremony. But I don't know... Because then there was something about Gwen finding about, out about the sacrifice that Xander made for her. And I'm like, she already knows what he was willing to do. So I don't know what else he could have sacrificed. But who then busts Kristen out? If it's so not- yeah, somebody's, and we, somebody's yeah, somebody is be- in jail. Yeah. So it's, and I don't, I kind of think Gwen stays in jail. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, because I, I feel like with everyone else, 
Trask has a way to kind of cover her tracks in terms of dropping the charges. With uh, like with Justin, it's it's shady and shaky, but I can see her like maneuvering her way out of it. With Gwen, because I, I mean, like, okay, with Xander, she'd already dropped him before, so there's yeah. that. With Justin, I guess she can pretend. I, I it's more of she could always go the route of okay we're just going you know instead of pursuing criminal charges we're just going to you know lob a complaint with the bar or whatever like I can I can see her finessing a way to make that make sense with Bonnie it gets a little more complicated (laughs) because of Bonnie's past but but again, uh, she she can also say with the impropriety with the judge, she didn't feel safe, she didn't feel strong enough in in pursuing charges against any of them because of the questions brought forth about the judge. Yeah, like I I think of the four of them, the person that's on the hook the most should be Bonnie, but they've done so much like weird stuff around this case already that like I can I can see it being I can see Gwen being the one left holding the bag it's just because we know someone is she was because we know that she filmed those scenes with right so my only my only thought was I wonder if Xander sacrifices himself stays she goes and then she's coordinating a breakout on the outside to get Kristen and Xander out and I wonder how Kristen and Gwen would interact yeah without Gwen being locked up in there with her I don't see how they cross paths. yeah it's gonna be interesting to see exactly what happens I'm, I'm definitely curious um but other than that like the scenes just kind of aired but i care more about where it's going than what's happened if that makes sense yeah it does i'm probably in the minority i still like gwen and xander well, i like them but they were literally just discussing everything we already knew yeah yeah those scenes literally could have been kept this is where i'm at i miss Sarah, like Sarah, and oh God, I shouldn't feel that way. Because now you just now you just lying. <laughs> no, but like it when it comes to that part of a character, I don't like, and I prefer to have her back. And with Xander, you're not doing it right. Like at least for me, there, and it's frustrating because I I think. Um, Emily and Paul have chemistry. I just, I'm not feeling Xander and Gwen right now. But I just don't know what you want because you say you want mess and they're giving you mess. They're, it's just, this is not working. I don't know. I expected something else entirely. And it's just. Uh, uh, it's, so it's a matter of what you ex- what you expected versus what you got. Yeah. And it's very, it's very underwhelming. To be honest, like them sitting in the interrogation room recapping what we've already seen is just not it. Like I I could be liking them, but as of right now, I I'm sorry. 
I miss Xander and Sarah. And that's coming from someone who doesn't even like them. I think they need different kind of angst. That I agree with. I'm over the misguided attempts at committing crimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's that's what's missing for me. Maybe it's that that's what I need for me to get invested in them. Cause right now I'm just watching and being like, okay, are they gonna get interesting soon? Like I'm waiting for something, something meaty. And I don't know if it's if Sarah's gonna come back, but this is a pairing that could use a triangle, but we know this show doesn't do triangles well. So I think we'll get that with this specific story. Because Xander seems like he really does like Wood. And yeah. she likes him, obviously. And we know how much how in love he was with Sarah. Yeah. So I think they'll they'll probably have an easier they should have an easier time telling that story. I'm gonna hold my breath because we've seen what they've done with triangles in the past. But I think it should be easier to tell a story of a triangle with this group than, than others. What they've done. Yeah. Are we gonna get Sarah back? That's the thing. I think we will. I think what we are. Rex I think we have to, to December because, because Kristen's back. So yeah, all of this stuff is gonna come up. Maggie's in town. Kristen's back. Rex is on his way back. Yeah, Rex Sarah will be back in December. Be, Sarah has to come up at some point. Yeah, I was thinking that because no one has mentioned her. Like we're asking where. Well, because they think that she's off with Rex, and if she's been texting the way that Sammy's been texting, they have no reason to be concerned. But has she even done that? Uh, they haven't mentioned her, so I'm assuming yes. I'm going to assume she has been until they tell me she's not. Yeah. But I just want to say one thing before we move on. It is hilarious to me that Xander's love language is committing crimes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's his ultimate act of love. Kind of like love and um, joke. Oh, Lord. Uh, God, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're not that toxic. No. <laughs> I wanted them to be that toxic. No, yeah. no well, more dumb bodies. Gonna, no more murders. Well, we're never, <laughs> never going to get that level of toxicity on daytime. But yeah. But yeah. Could you but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like with Sarah, he proved he loved her by switching. Babies. Yeah, but like, like when is not above okay, she didn't kill Snyder, but it's still up in the air what happened to Laura. Officially, Again, she, officially she never killed Laura. Yeah, but, exactly. She claims it's just, innocence. It's just I, hilarious to me that Xander's love language is crimes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, tap into that. Very office for you. Yeah, pretty much. Moving right along, EJ has decided to dress up as Father John for Halloween and cock blocks Chad and Abigail. They are quite pissed and Abby wants to quit the movie. Chad tells her not to. He refuses to make the same mistake with EJ he did with Stefan and Jake. And Abby reluctantly agrees to keep doing the movie. These scenes were hilarious. Like EJ just is not shit. And he revels in it. It's, he really does. In a way that James Scott really didn't. I love <laughs> the scene where he read the script and he was like, hmm. Must Gotta work, work on, on that eyebrow. Eyebrow, <laughs> eyebrow thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
is like like I'm 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 happy for Chad's growth in his uh, yes. insecurities. He's not yes. He he trusts Abigail, yeah. but he should have whooped Ch- EJ's ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't, think he would have won. I don't think he would have won. I said he should have <laughs> I mean, honestly, I that's not what I that's not what I said. <laughs> he should he should have gotten one good shot in the balls and then left. He should have tried to he, beat Jesus. An attempt was made. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love Chad's not a fighter. He hasn't been a fighter since he did that shit to Nick. No. <laughs> Tyler, I mean, he he beat the fuck out of Stefan. Oh, like Stefan, Stefan's face took two months to heal. <laughs> like, Ooh, he, he beat the him. He beat the yeah. He beat him maybe, so much. Maybe the, he maybe was the, winning one. Maybe, maybe the beating he took from Ben kind of woke him up a little bit. Gonna <laughs> say he beat Stefan almost as badly as Ben beat him. Yeah, because. Mm-hmm. But remember, do you remember his fight with Nick in the um? Was it the square or the park over Melanie? Was, just, but that wasn't Billy, was it? That was Casey. It was Casey, but he just—it was random. Yeah, see, just, that one made sense though, because Casey's a bigger dude. Like I was going back and looking at um old clips of Chabby, and the height difference speech, uh, between yeah. Casey and Chase was, was as big as hell. Yeah, that now see that Chad might have had a chance with Spartacus Bay. But this Chad, sir, nah. you better learn to hit and run. <laughs> but I love that, I, first of all, I love that Abby was calling EJ on his crap. And like, she was able to get right to the heart of it too. And you could see on his face that every word that she said landed. Like she wasn't putting up with his crap and she was going to quit. And Chad came in and said, no, you are not quitting. This makes you happy and you deserve that. Yeah. And when I have tell, listen, I don't even like rock with Chad and Abby that hard. Like I am not a hardcore Chabby stan. They've basically just existed to me for a majority of their run. But after the year of torture, it was so nice to see chad be supportive and openly say i am not going to make the same mistake with ej that i made with stefan and jake yeah yeah like that was everything and i just i'm happy that we're here with them because i'm actually able to enjoy them a little bit more than i ever have been and it's nice it's fun yeah it's we needed them to be at this place when this was going down. Because, like, if they had still been shaky, oh, man. It, yeah, no. Bad. Bad things. And I hope, too, just, like, seeing the way that it's playing out. Because I know that there were a lot of um, chabby stands who were worried that they might be trying to run back, you know, EJ and Abby. And it is very clear that EJ ain't studying Abby. Abby ain't the least little bit interested in EJ. Like y- y'all can dead that fear. That is <laughs> like yeah. Neither one and, of them is remotely interested in the other at this point. Which which is nice. I think we can actually say that Chad and Abby are in a 
relatively stable place and may actually get to, excuse me, stay there for a little bit, which is, which is nice because good God almighty do their fans deserve it. They do. And I just feel bad because a lot of their fans feel like they can't enjoy it because they're waiting for the other shoe to drop because Ron has a history of turning them into his punching bag. Yeah, that's the thing with like, I I know angst is, you know, that whole pull apart, push back together thing. That's, that's like a a soap opera couple staple. I, I get that. We like every couple kind of has those periods where they, you know, they they're on the rocks and things are bad and you know their separation whatever but there also need to be like long periods of stability where you know you get to see why this couple is so in love and so devoted and why they have you know the fans that they have because after a while when all you get is angst, it starts to feel really bad, even when you like the pairing. Yeah, yeah. it I, can get exhausting very quickly. I can attest to that because I was wishing for Devon and Hillary to be over on my I loved them, but they were exhausting. They were exhausting. <laughs> That's the word for it. It was like, man, listen, I someone owes me a check because I went through some things. Listen, I want to sue that show for emotional distress. Honestly, that's kind of how it never ended. It never ended. Like you'd get five minutes of happiness that you couldn't really enjoy because there was always something lurking. Yeah, well, the, the little bit of happiness that we got, we always knew something else was coming. At least, like, you could have told it where we didn't know some other yeah. shit. Like, we always knew something bad was going to happen. Yeah, like, you couldn't relax. And so it's like, I get it. I get chabby stands who are like, I'm tired. We are tired. Like, I get y'all. Like, I, I understand. Like, I'd be tired, too. Like, I've been there. I, I understand. What kind, of, they, what kind they, of story would you want for them next? Like, it doesn't need to be romantic or angst or anything, but what kind of story would you want for them next? Honestly, what they're doing with exposing Gwen is kind of perfect. Like, them kind of teaming up on little capers and stuff. Like, getting to see Abby in her investigative reporter mode and Chad trying to help her out. Like, I would love that. Yeah, like, I would really like to see them both kind of separately, but together working on their goals. Like, I want to see, yeah. I, I want to see Abby get, like, a little more career-oriented like, you know, especially if, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but they're saying, like, Jack and Jen are leaving. Somebody's got to run the spectator. Ooh. But um, actually, the way they wrote Chad and Abby at the start of the time jump when Billy and Kate came back is kind of how I think they should always be written. A unit together, but working on their own things. Because he yeah. was dealing with this. He was dealing with stefano and talking to him she was dealing with trying to figure out what actually happened to her mom and whether or not eve was actually guilty and then both of them ended up coming together 
yes. and working together, like yeah. their paths kind of joined in the middle. And then even the way, like when Chad, when Chad was brainwashed for a hot minute, like when Steven reactivated the brainwashing and like Abby had to break through and like, we actually got to see them solid. Like that was some really good stuff for Chad and Abby. And then it kind of went left not long after, but that everything from the start of the time jump up through April of 20 is kind of how I would picture them to be written on a regular basis when they're good. It's like the, for me personally, like the best pairings are always two strong individual characters. Yeah. And so I, I like the idea of them both having their own thing, them both doing their own things, them both being it. Cause like Chad, Chad's got some problems right now. <laughs> you know, like EJ is, EJ is, EJ is on that ass and EJ is like I am going to be running Demira and however I gotta run you out of here is how I'm gonna run you out of here so he he does have something that he needs to be dealing with and so like seeing him deal with that and you know like I said seeing if maybe Abby focuses on you know being the reporter that she hasn't really had a chance to be with all of this craziness going on around her and seeing her like get into her career maybe she stumbles across a big story I don't know but like just them being them themselves and then coming together and being chabby would just be like really good for me because I yeah they've done the breakup to make up the separation the ugly angst like they've they've done that and we need a break from it we've had it non-stop for the last four years yeah, mm-hmm. we've done it too much give them a, like a breather have them like you guys said tap into both of their like individual paths and still be united front I still would like to see, especially, sorry, especially with more devil, um, some counseling sessions. But, um, oh Lord. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Um, but outside of that, they should still go to counseling. I would see, like to see that as well. And I've said it for such a long th- time, I think, um, that they still need counseling. Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't know how many people watched, like, season three of you, but if you did, <laughs> you saw that, like, counseling scenes, <laughs> no, I like, therapy scenes can be really good and really yeah, entertaining. They really yes. can. Yes. done well. And yeah. add, add that twist with Mardevil. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you could start out. It could start out going really, really bad because Marlena was involved, and then once it comes out that Marlena was possessed, I'm like, okay, let's try this again. Let's get a new therapist and work on our shit. Yeah, like that's something really entertaining. If done well, like, it could be really good. I, I just feel like at this point, because okay, I feel like Chabby at this point needs to be at the sp- in the space where like Alani is that like stable happy solid we're good nothing majorly like 
dramatic going on with us. We're just, we're together, we're okay. I feel like they need to be there. And we've gotten to a point now where Alani needs to get some drama. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's time to rotate. Yes. And honestly, can we have, okay, can, because Marcy and Sal are such good friends in real life. Yes. Can can we get an <laughs> Nick just asked the question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and here's how. Here's how. Have Abby be the one to cover the story. What story? Oh, about when the, the truth story. comes out, that's going to be a huge story, Ooh. press-wise. Yeah, because this is because she's the mayor's daughter. Exactly. Ooh. So have have Abby want to do an interview with Lonnie, and through this interview, they actually form a friendship. Like it. They should be close. Eli yeah, was kind I, of sort of close with Abby a, a few years ago. Like when Yeah, we, when he was yeah. when he was first introduced, she was the God help us. She helped she set him mm. up with um Gabby, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> but <laughs> like, she was also, I, she was also trying to keep Gabby away from Chad at the time. Too. Yeah, but like my point is they had like Yeah, the, they had a relationship. So where is that like they can Lonnie and Abby can bond, go out for drinks, like have play dates. Okay, they're babies. They were not play dates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they're honestly, young, but I they know. both do have. They both have two children. Yes. Like they're, they're working moms. It could work. Exactly. Like and, what? And maybe, and maybe Abby can be there to support Lonnie as she's going through this, and maybe she can kind of notice that Lonnie's starting to kind of head down a path that's not necessarily good for her because Abby has a history of mental health problems. So if they take Lonnie down that same road, not necessarily the same things, but she can maybe see things in Lonnie that could be potentially triggering. And she warns Eli like, Hey, like Lonnie's not good. Yeah. I would love that. Me too. Like there, there, there's a lot of potential that they could play with there that I would love to see it. And knowing, cause I know that there were rumors going around, that Marcy may be leaving because everybody found out that she bought a house in a different state and decided to flip shit about it. Um, <laughs> Where did she buy a house at? <laughs> apparently she has a house in Colorado, which she's owned through a majority of the pandemic, but apparently this became news and people think that she's leaving days. Well, thanks to that lovely set photo we got from James Reynolds' anniversary, we know that she is at least on screen through March. So she's not going anywhere. So we can actually tell these stories and I will really, really hope that Lonnie and Abby can become friends because Marcy and Sal are so close off screen and off screen friendships can. Yeah, they both need friends. Yeah. Like, I would love it. I would be living for it, honestly. Let's see. All right. Um, Does anybody else have anything else to say about EJ, Chad, and Abby before we move on to the next thing? I think he is such an instigator. Right? <laughs> yeah. He is, but it's kind of fun. And we see where Johnny gets it from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, which chip off that old block. We'll be we'll be talking about that. Actually, before I move into the next thing on the outline, there's something that I forgot to put on the outline that I want to bring up now. Um, the Tony Anna scenes and the acknowledgement of Tao Penglis's 40th anniversary as yes. well. Those flashbacks. Oh my oh. god. Oh my god. I was in my field. Yeah, they Me were too. very unexpected, but they were very nice to see because I've Wait. never seen them. So this, how how many years has it been for Theo? It's he been said 40. 40 years. He was, 40 he years was intro- as well. He and yeah. um, Abe were introduced, I think, within like the same week. 
Okay. Abe was introduced on October 29th, and Tony was introduced on November 1st, 1981. I hate that I didn't have this year. I barely had, like, I don't think I have had a lot, but so I missed most of 81, and I would have loved to see, like, both Abe's introduction and Tony's. It's like the Tony and Anna scenes felt really weird and really random. And I mean, they were, they were entertaining. They were entertaining as hell, but I'm like, why are we doing this? And then, then they did the flashbacks and then he said 40 years. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so awesome. Yeah. I do. I do wish he had more of a story. Like I do wish he was involved in a story right now, but he's getting story come February. I started to laugh um, because (laughs) she really wanted this man to play Andre as him. No, (laughs) no, my favorite thing though is like Anna wasn't her. Oh my god, Anna wasn't in town during the possession at all, but she still knew that Father John was hot. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys notice their made a conversation? Like they were the fans; they were so Twitter. Because Tony was like. No one wants to see a couple like drinking champagne and just being in love all the time. And she was like, "Well, some people are. I don't know the exact conversation." Yeah, no, that yeah, laugh. I caught that. That was such a hilarious life. I think that was a nod to soap Twitter. <laughs> but um, man, those flashbacks, like Anna's face card, has never declined. Mm-hmm. Not once. Um, not ever. Oh my. God, she was gorgeous. Still, gorgeous. and still is. Makes no like it's unfair. Honestly, I'm, I'm annoyed they never had any kids together. Oh, can you imagine them with a daughter? They need a daughter. Yes, like I think people thought that Morgan, like you remember, like back in 2008 when they were doing like that, comp- the the like they were both competing for like different businesses, and like Morgan was their intern. I think people thought that Morgan was going to end up being their kid. Ooh. They need a daughter. I I want to see it. Tony the one thing I will say, right? No. no, no. Tony doesn't have any. Anna has Carrie, but that's it. Man, if somebody showed up claiming to be Tony's kids, Anna would. <laughs> okay, yeah, that would that would be something to see. I mean, Tony Tony did spend twenty plus years on an yeah. island. Like we don't. I mean, I'm assuming there's, there were there's people. A big, there's a gap of space there that we don't really know. Yep. What was going down? That would be something to see. Yes. And I, now, all the, all the I like that, that he pointed did. out um, during the original possession that wasn't him that was on. Yes. Him. I love they, that he points it out. Yes, I love that too because I like, and this is the second time they mentioned it because every every time they bring this up, I was I'm always afraid they're going to get that part of the history wrong and i i know people are hung up on the fact that uh, like he keeps referring to andre as his cousin and they retconned andre into being one of stefano's children but i need people to understand that tony was was presumed dead at the time that that reveal took place and then andre was dead by the time that tony came back so why the hell would tony know anything else other than the fact that andre was his cousin because i'm certainly not going to tell you that the man who took over your life that you can't stand is actually your brother if said brother is dead and even if he does know he's not claiming that yeah yeah, i think he know i'm pretty sure he knows and it's just like he's never interact with interacted with him as a sibling that's always been cousin tony 
I think he knows, but I don't think it matters to him because he doesn't know that man as his brother. He knows that man as his cousin, his crazy ass cousin. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just, because it, it, it's a thing that I keep seeing on soap Twitter from a couple different people. And I'm just like, I'm just like, please. He wasn't there. Please stop. Exactly. Like he was not there. He was not alive at the time. I mean, he was, but he was not known to be alive at the time that Andre was revealed to be Stefano's son. And then by the time he was revealed alive, Andre was long dead. Yeah. And I know some, and I know some people want Andre to be resurrected from the dead, but honestly, let's not do that because (laughs) then that invalidates Abigail's entire DID story. And if I had to sit through that and live through that, it damn well better have not been for nothing. (laughs) I'm just gonna say it. What would be but the that, point now, though? Like that right? would be. No, it's just it's bringing just, back people to bring back people. I it's just something yeah. I keep seeing, so I just you know. Before I wanted it. Now that we have Tony back, I'm okay with Tony being the patriarch, the meddling patriarch. Give him a kid or two, and let's have at it. I wouldn't. We don't need Andre Andre back right now. No. Moving on to our next topic on the outline, Ben and Sierra have dinner with Sean and Belle and they tell them about their honeymoon and we get our first mention of Beyond Salem. They also tell them of their baby making plans and how invested Marlena is, which Belle finds very strange. After Sean and Belle leave, Sierra takes a pregnancy test and she's pregnant. Uh, so first things first, I love that we are at the time now where they can acknowledge what happened on Beyond Salem and it is officially canon to the main show. Yeah, I'm, I was happy about that. I was surprised, too. I knew it was going to happen. It, it, we just had to wait for uh, pr- like we had to wait for the schedule to catch up to a point where Beyond Salem was written because <laughs> yeah. like every everything up before now was shot before Beyond Salem was even written. So we just kind of had to wait. <laughs> And then I just love Ben and Sierra, Sean and Belle in scenes together. Like, I just love the dynamic between the four of them. And I love that Marlena is so suspicious. Like them. Belle. Yeah, Belle. Sorry. Yes, sorry. (laughs) I love that Belle is so suspicious of Marlena. Like, the the minute Ben is like, she's been texting and calling. Belle's like, "Um, what? That's not (laughs) what she does. That's weird. Yes, because she knows her mom well enough to know that she wouldn't tell someone what to do especially come to her for advice and even ben and even ben knows it too but like she the fact that she knows it and i think all right i think you said this on twitter that you think bella's going to be the one to figure out what's going on with marlena i think you're 100 percent correct and i cannot wait for it when she saw her in the costume she got so suspicious and um she when she got like confirmed from Ben that Marlena was really invested in it it even made her more suspicious so I think like she's gonna eventually put all of these pieces together and like I think you mentioned this Tony but when Steve tells her that he's not on a black patch mission she's I think Belle is gonna be the one to figure it out because Brady I'm sorry but he he has a few screws loose Let's just call a thing a thing. I think Belle is gonna figure it out. Yeah, Belle's Belle's legal mind is not going to let her. Yeah, because we saw the- her at home. Um, she was so something was bothering her about this, and I think, yeah. I and think now, gonna- and even with the way she was talking about it with Sean after they came back from dinner, like her her gut, something's not adding up. 
and Marlene is not, Mardevil is not going to be able to um, get, get Belle out of the way, the way that she might be able to everybody else. And Belle was the, Belle played such a pivotal part in the climax to the possession story when she was a child that I need her to be a part of the climax to the possession story as an adult. I think she's going to be. Yeah. Because um, I, I think I've, I think I've mentioned it on here before, but just in case I haven't uh, when the possession was originally climaxing the first time, everybody assumed Marlena had been killed uh, in the exorcist, uh, the exorcism attempt, the devil fooled everybody. And um had everybody thinking that Marlena was dead. Marlena was in the morgue, barely alive, and she was calling out to Belle. And all of a sudden, you hear Belle say mama over and over and over again. And that led John to go to the morgue one last time to verify whether or not Marlena was actually dead or alive. And that led to the entire confrontation where she, he fought for her soul and she ended up coming back. So Belle was a huge part of that as an infant to have her be a big part of it now as an adult. Like, I need that. Like, I need air at this yeah. point. And I was personally excited to see Ben and, you know, Sierra taking the pregnancy test and getting the confirmation that she is in fact pregnant. I loved those scenes. I thought it was cute, adorable, realistic. Uh, them waving the stick that she peed on around was a little icky to me. Cause I just, I personally find that icky on all television shows when they do that. But other than that, I loved those scenes. Does anybody else have anything to add? I thought um, like um, I thought it was weird just with the <laughs> pregnancy stick on the table. But congratulations, Sierra and Ben, you're having a Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't see good things in yeah. store for this pregnancy in this baby, specifically because it's ordained by Satan himself. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with it long term, but I yeah, I kind of get. Yep, I have I have doom and gloom on my mind right now. I don't yeah. see. So does Susan because that's it, what brings her to town next week. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of have it, po- it, it ending positively. Kind of have bad feelings about the, this pregnancy as well. It's usually planned pregnancies. On soaps. Um, yeah, they, they never go well. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of where my mindset a- is. And then we have the added more devil stuff. So I don't know. I, I'm not feeling any positive vibes about this. Who knows? But as for the scenes itself, they were fine. <laughs> I'm just going to point out that Sean was me. Because <laughs> he, he, oh, he was <laughs> I, do, I could relate but yeah otherwise I the scenes were okay the scenes at the cemetery it kind of felt like I've heard this conversation before and we have yeah, it was a little bit random for him to be at Jordan's grave like that was weird I wasn't expecting it because the only thing we knew the only thing we knew was the stuff at the pub so when they were at the cemetery I was like oh this is interesting don't know why you're going to be visiting your dead sister on Halloween, but okay, sure. Also, I don't know if it, if it was my TV or the lighting in those scenes were just terrible in general. I could not see anything in those scenes. I think that's supposed to be that way because it's Halloween. Um, isn't she supposed to haunt him 
that's what I thought. I, I don't think so because the show hasn't announced whether or not Chriselle was coming back. But I got the vibe, especially like after they left when the wind was blowing around her headstone. I was like, okay, I don't know if she's part of the resurrected party of Salem that's coming, but I feel like she's going to be. Is Susan the un- unexpected guest? Yes, or- Susan oh, is the oh, unexpected okay. guest. That's Friday. I, I thought that was Jordan. Okay, so me. did I. I thought that was going to be Jordan too, but then it's it's actually Susan. It would have made sense. I mean, um, hmm. But I guess because they already did the Jordan thing earlier this year with Ben, I guess they didn't want to go back to that same well again. I, that kind of makes sense. I'm curious to see what happens. Um, I mean, I'm not invested. I don't care about the ship, but I wonder if it's going to end well or not because I, I don't have a good feeling. Yeah, I'm definitely curious to see exactly how this all plays out. I'm going to hope good things. Uh, part of me wants the baby to survive, and the other part of me also really wants to see them play the miscarriage because I think Robin Victoria would slay that kind of material. So I'm kind of 50-50 on what I want to have happen. Like the shipper part of me wants all the good things for my ship and my couple. But the other part of me is like, I also want to see Robin Victoria slay some amazing material. And this could be that for them. So I'm kind of torn. I think Honestly, I, I said this to Ariad. I personally would not want my ship's first child to be the result of the devil's encouragement. <laughs> like, let's just... <laughs> She, if she miscarries, I would like to see them play the material and they can decide to have a baby again later after this or they randomly get pregnant like everyone else does. But this being the, oh, how did you decide to have kids? Ugh, it's not. It's, it's well, not see, kids. the thing, the thing <laughs> that happened was. <laughs> like, this isn't the story you want to tell your kids or grandkids one day. <laughs> yeah, Um. I think there will be more to play if they, if she miscarried. There's so much they could tap into with Sierra as well. Like I've said many times before. Sierra uh, and Ben, especially because at first he didn't want to have. Yeah, I feel like all and of Mark their Devil stories. had to push him to do it. All of their stories are usually Ben centric. Um, I feel yeah. like they need a story, a miscarry story, like Sierra miscarrying could be a story where it is Sierra-centric, focusing on her point of view. But, um, and this would open the doors to that. Like, it could open up to some good internal angst, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm definitely curious to see where this goes. Uh, Dylan, do you have anything to say? Are you good? I'm good. Okay, just want to make sure. Uh, Moving on. Johnny interrupts a charged moment with Allie and Chanel. He wants to use a Ouija board to contact the spirits. Allie and Chanel reluctantly agree. After asking who Chanel wants to be with, Chanel storms off and Allie drags Johnny for being an asshole. Johnny apologizes and they ask if the devil is in Salem and where it's located. Both are thrown when the answer is yes and the demeric crypt. Johnny's an asshole like his father. A hundred percent an asshole, but at least we got confirmation that there's definitely still playing up the Ali Chanel dynamic because that pumpkin cookie moment. I swear mm-hmm. to God, I thought they, I thought they were gonna kiss. I think Johnny can see it. Johnny sees Chanel's feelings yeah. for Ali. True that, and the thing is, his kind of poking fun at it tells me he's not like really that into 
Chanel. He's just having fun, which I'm okay with. Yeah. I'm just wondering who he's going to be into. Like how, because I'm assuming they're eventually going to do Allie and Chanel because they don't give a damn about Tripp and Allie. Um, Johnny's just having fun. He's really focused on the movie. So then where does that leave Johnny when this, when these two eventually get together? And I feel like Chanel is like with Johnny because right now she can't have Allie because Allie is in denial. So it's kind of messy when you think about it, but they're not playing it up. No, I would would prefer that, but they're not. It's percolating in the background when it should be a little bit more to the forefront. It was for a while. And then. Right. But then the possession happens. So we're going to have to basically at this point, pause that pause that part of it somewhat, but at least the beats are still percolating underneath it. Man, Johnny was such an ass. Like it's one thing to like, troll your sister like your twin sister because like no nobody can kind of mess with you the way your family can but like he didn't phrase it who does Allie have feelings for he phrased it who does Chanel have feelings for and Chanel did not appreciate that at all no, she didn't nor should she honestly yeah um he, he is such an asshole but I, <laughs> I, like I that love that him. Allie calls him on it too like yeah. Allie's like you're being like EJ and he's like ouch that hurts me as much as when everybody says that you act like mom like I just love this the twin dynamic between Allie and um and Johnny and I am so happy that Carson got cast as Johnny and did not get cast as Charlie or Trip. yeah yeah when he when he auditioned for both roles previously he auditioned for Charlie Yep. He said it. He said it on his Dishon Days interview. He auditioned for Charlie and Trip. Oh, so they were going to recast Trip. No, that, he, he auditioned for oh, Trip he, originally, originally. Okay. When, when Lucas got cast. And then he auditioned again for Charlie. Yeah, that would explain why Charlie was supposed to be younger than Trip. So, um, so then. Go ahead, Arya. Oh, okay. No, I was going to say um, I kind of wish the Ouija board moment was more ominous than it was because doing it in that Horton Town Square, come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but... They could have done it at the mansion. I honestly thought they were going to do it. They could have done it at Horton House. They could have done it I thought they were going to do it at the Maritano's. At Alley's. That's where I thought it was going to take place, but... but Come on. I think also, too, they wanted to save all the ominous stuff for everything going on in the crypt, which we'll discuss later. But so you just kind of have to you just kind of have to deal with it. It looks kind of silly. Like, I'm sorry, but (laughs) I'm going to mute myself. (laughs) Honestly, people talking with doing the whole Ouija board thing definitely there was no way that wasn't gonna look silly it looks silly when any tv show does it no but like in the Horton town square or i don't know are they inside or, or outside it's there's a dome so it can be either or there they have a they have a enclosed ceiling okay yeah because like there's i want it to be more like mysterious and crazy and like but yeah it was fine in general, but I like that we're getting to see like more to Johnny. And yeah, it's yeah. like I said the other week, like it's giving some validity to Allie's reactions. Because yeah. like 
for the longest time, people were just reacting as if she was just hating to be hating. And the more we get to know him, the more we see that mm, he's got some ways. Like he's not a he's he's not a horrible, terrible, awful person, but he definitely has some some tendencies. He has he that, has the Demera tendencies with Marlena's heart. Yeah. So there's a good balance there. But when he leans into his Demera side, it Yeah, he he's he's that little cousin that you have to check every once in a while because he plays too much. He does play too much. He was literally fanboying over Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't put it that, I didn't think of it that way, but you're right. He was literally Satan's fanboy. And I'm just like, dude. <laughs> but like, yeah, it just, it kind of, I, I like them slowly giving him some layers. I'm fine with him being like, complex and a little flawed and a little messy like i i like that but they're doing a good job of developing his character because he's only been on screen for two months or it'll be it'll be three months in november but it's about two and a half months now and we've already seen so many layers to johnny that we don't normally get this much this quickly you know yeah so I'm really intrigued to see where they take this. But moving on, Lonnie and Paulina talk once Abe is okay. She asks Paulina what she was going to say before Eli came in. Paulina covers and asks her to be her maid of honor, which Chanel overhears and isn't thrilled about. Paulina apologizes, asks her to walk her down the aisle and to make her wedding cake. Oh, boy. Oh, the mess. They really were. They were nice, but yeah, it's the underlying tension that you're saying oh boy about. But yeah, because you could feel it. You could feel it. Like you could feel that Chanel was not okay. Um, we knew like I'm glad that that Paulina didn't set out to hurt Chanel intentionally. And that was this was kind of a let me cover my ass kind of a thing. Yeah. It was. And I, I know both Nick and I we've talked about how we were like we were hoping that this didn't happen off screen. Uh, yeah. So I'm very glad it actually took place and like we saw it and we saw how- Or it- that it didn't get cut. Yes. <laughs> oh my yes. God, thank you. Thank God oh, it Jesus. aired. Yeah, because- Thank God it aired. I, I was kind of like, oh, maybe this, I thought it would happen um, the day Abe was shot. The time like when they had a conversation, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to happen now. But Paulina was about to tell the truth. And I thought she was going to somehow like switch it into like asking Lonnie to be a maid, her maid of honor or matron of Glad honor. Glad they waited till they knew that Abe was okay, though. Yeah. Moving it, putting it Thursday, yeah. he, we knew Abe was going to be okay. Every, you know, he was stable. They weren't wondering if he was going to die. Like, this was the time to do it. Doing it Monday never would have made any sense. Yeah, I, 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 no, I, it was the, was that Monday? I, I think I was talking about like the scene the week before because I thought that was going to happen then. Uh, because, oh, on the Friday. Yeah. 
because she was struggling to tell Lonnie the truth. And I was like, okay, she's going to pivot into asking Lonnie to be her matron of honor. And she didn't. I was like, are we going to get this conversation before Chanel um, questions Paulina about it? And we didn't get, get to see it then. But then we saw it this week and I was like, okay, finally. Because <laughs> I wanted to see how Lonnie would react. And Lonnie felt like, oh, wait. What about Chanel? What like, about Chanel, yeah. Because she felt a bit awkward. Like, um, hmm, I would love to, but what about Chanel? And then when she showed up, she was like, okay, bye. <laughs> and, and Chanel's like, yeah, that's what I would like to know. And like, you can yeah. see like Chanel is uncomfortable. You can, you can see that Chanel's insecurities are bubbling up under the surface. And they're doing a very good job of subtly playing on them and I think I know I know we've talked about Chanel being excluded from this side of the story for a while at this point I think it's intentional yeah Yeah. because it kind of like when she when Chanel left and said she was going to go visit go check on her mom well she I don't think she said it to Allie and Johnny she said it when she got to the hospital it felt like Chanel was intruding on something and that was weird because Chanel is Paulina's daughter, but you also have to remember Lonnie's her daughter too. And she's not, she doesn't know that yet, but it felt like Chanel was coming into a family situation that she isn't already included in. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like when it comes out that Chanel and Lonnie are sisters. Ooh. Yeah. Like she's marrying Lonnie's quote-unquote father she's so attentive and so um affectionate with Lonnie she gave Lonnie everything meanwhile she's making Chanel go out and get a job like remember how hard Paulina was on her and what and we know the stories that Lonnie told that Paulina wanted to get her a pony was gonna take her to Paris like Paulina wanting to do all of these things for her firstborn daughter, but didn't do that for Chanel like that. There's going to be a lot of tension there that they can play. Yeah, on. There's, there's, but there's also an air, a lot of um, spoiled because Chanel was literally traveling, traveling the world yeah. when we met her. So like With no Chanel, job, no fun. Yeah. No plan. <laughs> so Chanel has had Chanel has had everything that Lonnie didn't have, but, but she also didn't she have watched, a. She wanted she also, her mother's affection, and that's what she didn't. She probably didn't get because her mother was always working. And I wonder if Paulina was always working because it was too hard for her to mother Chanel. Because she couldn't mother Lonnie. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. This, is this, is, this is gonna get ugly. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is one of these soapiest stories right now because right oh. now yeah, it is because like it, it, it so much of the buildup that we got to Paulina's characterization, even Chanel's characterization when they first hit town in March is going to come back around and hit completely differently, knowing the full picture. Yep. Like was Paulina distant as a mother and giving Chanel everything she couldn't give Lonnie in that way, because actually being her mother was up harder. close and personal was harder because every milestone Chanel hit, first step, first word, first day of school, those are things she missed with Lonnie. It's it's going to be a lot. Like, we're going to be wrecked. 
Yeah, and it's crazy. It's refreshing, is a better word, because you can understand every single point of view. Like, especially, I can sympathize. I just, I just hope that as multi-layered as we see this, I hope the writers see it. Yeah, yeah. That's my only concern. Like so far, so far it has been, and I hope that I hope it follows through. Same. And now we save what is arguably the best moments of the week for last. John has figured out Marlena is possessed. John and the devil have an epic fight in the church. Marlena is able to stop the devil from killing John and she and the devil locks John in the Demera crypt. Belle sees Marlena dresses the devil and is thrown. She wonders where John is and the devil covers saying he's on a case. Once Belle is gone, she goes back to the crypt to kill John, but Johnny shows up before she can. Johnny tells her how he wound up there and that he wants to prove to Allie that the spirits are real. She convinces him to leave and decides to raise Charlie to teach Allie a lesson. Where do we even begin? Satan's a son of a bitch. <laughs> Satan gives like, no fucks. Like, why? Why? Just leave Allie alone. Like, Jesus Christ. That fight in the church, though, was amazing. The devil can teleport now. Yeah, I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that gave me such charmed vibes with her. Seeing but. John fly across that church into that wall shocked me as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank God he had a stunt double for that. And the holy kind of- water. <gasps> oh, oh my yeah, God. That was- when that- when the yeah, that was cool. Turned upside upside down. Oh my god! I was and when she screaming. and when she dragged him. Literally dragged yes. him. <laughs> like, oh, so like it was just all so good. And then I love that Marlena is the like you can hear Marlena as the inner voice fighting to keep John alive was so good. And then oh my god, her twirling the baton of her costume. With the pitchfork and like, first of all, that costume with the hair and the, just everything. Because I was picturing a red blazer pantsuit with devil with devil ears and a tail. I was not expecting the wig with yeah, the whole cloak. Like, all out. And it was just so good. And Martha Bell had was no like, chill. None. Oh, and- none. Zero. <laughs> And Belle was like, um, Mom, what are you doing? This is very weird. I don't like this. Where's Dad? Truly. <laughs> Priceless. Those scenes. Like, um... Deidre Hall is having so much fun. And you can tell. You can like, tell they're having such a good time doing these. So much fun. Like, literally. Like, this, this may be more fun for her than the first time. Maybe because they're having more like special effects now. Yeah. And like things just feel more sinister this time. Hmm. Like, I think it was heavier the first time around. Yeah. I think it was heavier and more dark the first yeah. time. I feel like now it's more, it's crazier. I also feel like this time the things she's doing are hurting more of the people that are closest to her so it 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 adds a different level to it. True. Like 
Doug, like she's close to Doug. John is her husband. Look what she's uh, what she just did to Allie, like or about to do to Allie. Like she's hitting so much closer to home this time that it's almost creepier for me. And also how much more it almost seems how much more gleeful she is and how much more power she has this time yeah. around. Like it just I don't know. It's hitting darker for me this time than it did the first time. And the first time was amazing, but this is hitting me in a different way. And I kind of like it. And I wasn't sure it would. I wasn't sure it would live up to the first time. And so far it's almost surpassing it for me. I don't think it's, well, for me, it's not like darker or more sinister, but it is more personal. Yeah. Like the first time felt like, okay, it's the, it's just, you know, the devil's being the devil, the devil's doing their thing, whatever. This time it feels very specifically, no, I came here for Marlena, period. We have beef. We have some unfinished business. I took an L and I'm not happy about it. And I also want a child, which I'm very curious to see why. That is the part that the... That's the one piece of this puzzle that doesn't fit for me because everything else feels so personal. It feels like if they wanted a child, it would have been Rachel Rachel, or it would have been someone directly connected to them in an intimate way. Yeah, I'm curious what the, I'm curious where, like, I feel like once we figure out the why, it's all going to make sense. I wonder if there, there's going to be another child at some point. That I don't know. That, that's the one thing yeah. that feels very random and not, I can't really, like, make sense around. But, like, everything else with this particular possession, it feels very personal. The first time didn't really, the first time felt like opportunity. This one. The first time felt like chaos, just for chaos's sake. Yeah. This one, this feels like, nah, I'm, I've come back to settle the score. Yeah. The first time, like, the anti religion was at the forefront. And this time, that's kind of, it's there because the way when she's when when, when Bell said thank God that Abe's gonna be okay, she she was like, let's not don't, thank him. Don't thank him. Yeah. <laughs> don't thank him. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> like she's like, her- she like, I mean, thank Kayla. <laughs> and I'm like, no, not Kayla either. Thank <laughs> Eli. Hello. Did you- her her dis her disdain for all things religion is still there. <laughs> but it was <laughs> I mean, but it was a lot more prevalent the first time. This time, you're right, Dylan. The personal is definitely taking um, taking the front seat. And I and can I just say that the stuff in the Demera crypt with Mar Devil and John was so beautifully shot. Like there were a couple of angles, like the way he was hanging and the way she was standing, almost looked like a split screen. Oh, I like yeah, seeing where. Yeah, I she was behind him. Oh my god! Oh, things were so good, so good. Like Drake and Deidre are killing it, and like when John was like, "I'm gonna save you, Marlena. I'm gonna save the entire town." And I, I love the fact that Johnny could not hear the devil. 
Yeah. Yeah. That that was interesting to me. Like because he, he 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 couldn't get in there, but he couldn't hear anything that was going on in there. Y'all knew he was playing so, with fire. He oh, really absolutely. Is. And I need him to get burned. Because yeah, when it does, it's it's going to be is going to be something. Mm-hmm. He he needs to. He needs to see that you should not be playing with demons. Because everyone warned him. And he just barreled on the head. Like I mean, when he literally, when he found out that the devil knew about his movie, he literally did a happy dance. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I got a fan, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. He was like, he he was the they that offset <laughs> and Carton were talking about when they said they do anything for clout. Cause this <laughs> like this this is clout chasing to an extreme Mm -hmm. like when when you are happy that the devil is a fan you you might want to take a seat and reevaluate hope he's there when charlie comes after Allie. i want to like i him specifically being so like geeked about this and trip being such a non-believer i'm really interested to see what happens when the two of them are confronted with supernatural shenanigans and trip at least we know is definitely going to be part of it because i think he's the one who figures out that Allie's in danger and goes to save her so he's at least going to see his undead brother i believe I need Johnny to be there for a couple different reasons. First of all, I want to see Johnny get a chance to react to his twins rapist. Like, I want to see Johnny get to throw a punch at him just because. And also, I want Johnny to see that this is the type of shit the devil can do, so maybe you shouldn't be so gleeful. Right? Yeah. But I will say, if they want, if the, if the devil wants people to know that he's in town I don't think and and raising Charlie up I don't think people would think that Marlena was the one possessed again because I think they would think that Marlena wouldn't do that to her yeah yeah so I am definitely intrigued to see what the next week brings because this week was a whole lot of fun it was I'm just like, I am really interested to see how they are going. Because like, the possession is still playing out for what, the next couple months. So. At least for Christmas, yeah. Like, so, Mar Devil shows up to the Horton ornament hanging. So, like, post-demon, I'm just going to call it demon night. <laughs> you know, post-demon night, I'm trying to figure out, like, how are they going to explain all these sightings? yeah because this this isn't going to be one of those halloween it's a step out of a story like they literally said the demons in salem the devils in salem there is no reason why we need to make halloween a dream it would literally be ridiculous to not lean into the fact that we have the devil and just go halloween crazy and that they do and with that, I think we have basically covered everything for the week. So we are going to jump into our segments with the good, bad, and the ugly up first. Dylan, why don't you kick us off? 
Okay, um, my good were the tributes that we got this week. I really loved both the flashbacks that we got with Tony and Anna and that just like that little moment of them being them. I found that really enjoyable. And I was, I loved, of course, the episode that we got. Well, it wasn't the whole episode, but the tribute that we got to James and Abe. That was just really good for me. I, I loved that. So that's my good. Um, my, my bad is honestly just like this weirdness going on with Philip because I don't, I, I can't figure out where they're trying to go with it. It just feels uncomfortable and I don't like it. And my ugly is once again, this entire situation with Jake. It just, I don't know. I, it's not working on any level. And I, I feel like it started out as something that could have been really good for his character, giving us like a deeper characterization. But the longer it goes on, the more he just looks inept. And that's, yeah. it's not good for him. So like, that's my ugly. Okay. And Nick, what about you? Uh, my good was um, the James Reynolds tribute, of course. Um, I really enjoyed it. I wanted more flashbacks, but I did enjoy what we got. Um, and the family dynamics being played between the Carver, Price, and and Grant clans, like seeing Chanel walk in on that moment where Pauline had asked Lana to be her matron of honor, seeing Abe tell Theo, "I'm not trying to replace your mother. I'm just I'm just happy." Um, seeing. Abe, Lonnie, and Theo together, seeing Lonnie, Paulina, and Chanel together, it was just nice to see. Um, my bad is the um, Philip, Brady, Chloe stuff. I don't care. Like, because it feels like the writing's on the wall. We know, like, they didn't really do any, the triangle that they said it was going to be any justice. I'm just over it. I would prefer they were playing this differently, like have their kids involved, but they're not. Um, and my ugly, what was Jake being stupid? It's, it's exhausting because I thought, like Dylan, I thought this would have worked better in his favor, but it didn't because he's an idiot. <laughs> like it's just like there's no there's nowhere else to say it. and it doesn't make sense that he's an idiot because of who he's the product of like at some point that blood has to kick in and it's not it's like i'm ready for him to go i don't care anymore that's the sad part because i like brandon i just jake is a dud yeah which is sad yeah i'm done all right what about you well, um, my good, I think Dylan and Nick basically covered everything, but I'm going to say co-sign on it. I love the tribute for James. I love the dynamic between the families, like you guys said. Um, I also, what else did I like? I like the scenes with John and Marlena in the crypt. Um what else did I enjoy this week? Um, I think that's about it. I lo- loved seeing Shell back. 
Like I was so yes. happy to see him. Welcome home. I'm so happy to see him again. And I love seeing him with his family. So I also I love the scenes with Jarlene at, at the church. Those scenes were so good. Um, these two stories are still the best stories currently playing out. So anything revolving them or the family members is always like, it's good. I enjoy it. Um, as for bad, um, yeah, I'm going to co-sign, I think, what both of you have mentioned, Philip and this triangle. It's, it's kind of sad. Like at this point, I don't give a fuck about like, well, I don't, I don't care about getting Chloe as an end game anymore. I just want one Philip out of it. Like I don't care about this story. Just get get Philip out of it, please. <laughs> no, yeah, that's it for my bad. Um, and the ugly. I'm gonna say Xander and Gwen it's just it's just not hitting for me I I wish they were crazy or, or like just seeing them sit there and recap everything it's just they're so bland and they're not supposed to be there their actions are messy but uh, is they're a very underwhelming pairing and I thought I thought we would get something with them that would be like really refreshing and messy and just like that not evil couple but a bad couple something like that and I'm just not getting it with them and maybe someday I might but right now it's just all around ugly so yeah those are my good bad and ugly for this week all right well the good for me is the day's use of history um, in the last few months. It kind of started up with the possession, um, the historical references that we've been getting on screen into the flashbacks, um, into the tribute we got to Abe this week and Tony this week. Like days is really leaning into their history and history like this is why I love the soap genre. Cause this is the only genre where you can actually acknowledge someone's 40-year history on a show with actual footage to back up the celebration. Like, no other genre can do that. And the fact that Days not only can do that, but chooses to do that is honestly amazing and I think should be applauded. Um, my bad, honestly, is Philip. Just, I, just, I'm getting very uncomfortable vibes. We are teetering on the edge of domestic violence and I just am not amused I don't like it please fix it Jesus because I can't do this anymore and my ugly I don't really have an ugly I'll just go with like what was ugly to look at which was those cemetery scenes with Ben and Sierra I legit could not see a damn thing I loved the dialogue but I could not see a bloody fucking thing as I was watching, and it was rather frustrating. Um, so that's it for Good, Bad, and Ugly. Now we move into Watching It Wrong. Ariet, I think you and I are going to have the same one, so I'm going to kick it off, and I'm just going to say the people who wanted Lonnie to have a bigger reaction 
and decided to say that it was a bad acting choice as to why she didn't. Um, this is a take that I just don't agree with. Um, it, it, it speaks to a larger issue to me that if things are not explicitly stated or flashing neon signs that something is happening, then it's obviously not happening and subtlety gets missed. And I feel like when the like when writers try to treat the audience like we're smart, people complain. So then we end up getting treated like idiots. Reactions like this are why we get treated like idiots. And that is my watching it wrong. To piggyback on that, it's the reason why we'll probably never get Chad and Abigail therapy scenes. Because it's not grand. It's not dressed in hysterics or mess. It's, but the thing is, that's what soaps originally were. Just two characters talking and being human. Like If we could get back to that and still have the mess, we would probably be better off. Agreed. Yeah. My what about you? My watching of wrong is basically the takes about Lonnie and what fans felt like was lack of emotion. And I need fans to understand how differently trauma works on people. Because reading that to me personally, it was kind of it was kind of triggering a bit because the trauma I went through with the fire and seeing how differently everyone reacted and just seeing how fans were like, oh, she's not crying enough. She doesn't care. Like, I expected this and that. And it's just like, I need you guys to understand how differently trauma works because one person might feel one emotion that it's completely different to the other. Like, not everyone feels or reacts the same way. And it, it really, those takes really annoyed me. And a lot of, a lot of these, um, she, Lonnie didn't show emotion enough, was actually bashing Sal. And these are the same people who react whenever, maybe huge or minor, re, they react to that. And like, it's just, I just, aside from not understanding that it works different for people I just need fans to look themselves in the mirror because if you get mad at others for just voicing a general opinion why are you out there being a hypocrite because you could just read their tweets and it it was straight up bashing Sal hardcore I'm not like I didn't jump in to say anything because if you're not in the mentions fine but like, don't be a hypocrite about it. If you want to bash acting, bash acting. But like, I just, I just need fans to stop being hypocrites and also understand that trauma works very differently. Trauma hits differently for people. And those takes, it was just like, it was a bit too much to read, seeing just like having experienced trauma and seeing how differently my family reacted and how... I personally have gone through so many emotions. Yeah. So that's my watching and wrong for this week. Okay. Nick, what about you? Um, I'm watching it wrong. And it 
goes back to something I mentioned last week. It's about that promo leading up to the week of James Reynolds' anniversary. Someone said, and I quote, because I screenshot it when it happened, um, we're doing another white guy, quote unquote, accidentally shoots a black guy storyline, and y'all were only mad about three seconds in a promo. Well, that sounds about right. So it pissed me off. I haven't even looked at this tweet since I took the screenshot and it's pissing me off again. What we're not going to do is liken this story of Abe getting shot to Theo's getting shot. Days of Our Lives literally played into race issues and police brutality around that time. They had they went so far as to have Theo dressed up like Trayvon Martin. So, and he was shot by a trigger happy cop. It, it is what it is. There's no way around that. And then they turned around and made that story about the cop's pain, not the victim of the shooting's pain, not his family's pain, but the cop's pain. And then they wrote Theo out. So we didn't even see his recovery on screen. We didn't see him grappling with what happened to him in the aftermath. And then they brought them back as best friends. James Reynolds, people thinking James Reynolds deserved an an entire promo for being on a show for 40 years and constantly being a supporting player and constantly being a talk to for every white character that came into Salem. They, They have that right. They have that they have that right to want that for him. So and let's let's be clear, put it in context. Abe was shot by a criminal doing criminal shit. Abe wasn't shot by some trigger happy cop because he was black. Abe got shot because he walked in on something that he wasn't supposed to see. And a criminal reacted the way a criminal reacts. It's not the same situation that happened with Theo. So for you to invoke that as a way to to deflect from what the actual point was, was the fact that James Reynolds deserved the entire fucking promo. He also deserved the entire episode. Yeah. Just gonna, but I didn't see a whole lot of complaining about the, I saw more complaints about the promo than I did about the fact that he didn't have the entire episode. And thing is, I saw it twice. I don't know the other person. I saw her tweet, but I don't know the other person. The person I know for a fact said it because I have a screenshot looking at me right now is also black and that is what pissed me off the most so so you i understand defending your face but at some point we have to check that at the door invoking oh race issues to deflect from the fact that your shape your face shouldn't have been in the promo in the first damn place is ridiculous it's it like check that shit it's wild like y'all say some of the weirdest things in defense of fiction it's fiction like at the end of the day you you can turn this tv off i can't turn off the fact that i'm black i can't turn off the fact that a cop will look at me differently because of who i am so for you to bring that up and say oh y'all should be more mad about the fact that abe got shot abe got shot by a criminal doing criminal shit whoop do fucking do dylan do you have a watching it wrong I I do mine. Um, I I see this every so often. Um, I I get where they're trying to go with it, but I can't I can't make it all the way there. 
with them. Um, the whole Kristen didn't kill Haley because she, she did. <laughs> well, being okay, you didn't intend to. <laughs> yes, and therefore that is the logic. There was no like malicious intent, and so she did not kill her because it was an accident. Um, did she let go of Haley and Haley (laughs) therefore went down those stairs yes she is the reason Haley went down those stairs therefore she is the reason that Haley is dead right like I I, no one is saying that she deliberately set out to murder Haley but she absolutely killed her that's how that works it's like if you're you know like you're driving a car you don't pay attention you run a red light you run someone over guess what you've killed them you didn't mean to but you killed them but to be to be fair they have stacy has said the same thing in interviews and so the fans are unfortunately getting it yeah like stacy like i get i i i understand where they're trying to go with it but like no 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 she she killed her She, she didn't mean to she didn't like set out to you know chuck her down the stairs. That's not that's that's not how that went. But she she is responsible. She killed her. It was an acts. It's accidental. But she still killed her. It is what it is. I mean, you can make the argument that she didn't murder her because you know murder usually implies intent. But she absolutely killed her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw those same tweets that you did, Dylan. I almost said something, but I didn't. Yeah, I just I just scroll because I'm like, you know what? Y'all live your truth. <laughs> Get that. That's not quite the truth, but go off. You know, y'all, y'all, y'all live over there with that point of view. And I'll be over here in reality. But yeah, that was my watching it wrong. All right. Well. I think this has been a, another wonderful edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. Uh, does anybody have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, watch Succession if you want clear skin. Stanny <laughs> <laughs> Lonnie. That too. If you want to enjoy a happy couple before drama hits. What about you, Dylan? No, I'm I'm straight. Me too. So on that note, we will see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Later, y'all.